0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's another episode of the Voices of Misery podcast, and you know what? This one here, I'm just going to cut right to it. This one has been a long time coming, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, (laughs) Jesus Christ. We've been doing this podcast now for about two years or so, maybe even a little over two years or whatever, and these guys that I have on the show here today, it's another husband and wife do it, just like my wife and I. Um, You know, we've been recording this thing for a while, and I feel like the people on the show today and us are linked because our names are very similar for the podcast, and I actually found them by typing in our name, doing a vanity check, and I found them, and I was like, these guys sound pretty good. Let me check them out. listen to their podcast, became a big fan, followed them on Twitter. They you know, are very responsive. They gave me enough attention that they replied back to me and talked to me when I wanted to talk to them, and now they're finally on the show two years later. It's been a long time coming without further ado. Cal and Rita. Hello, nerd. How are you?
1: Hello, nerd.
0: Yeah, no, it's, been, it's been about two years we've been planning this. It was about two years ago
2: you first reached out and said, well, you need to come on our podcast. And I'm like, you know, that's a great idea. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, schedules and all that stuff, you know. <laughs> Schedule. We haven't left the house in a year,
0: but <laughs> schedules haven't worked <laughs> out. Was
1: I was going to say. Antisocial.
0: You know, us two, and it's just me today because the thing about my wife is she only comes on the show when she wants to come on the show, and we do our regular show about three times a week or whatever, and we just kind of talk shit, but whenever I have guests on the show, she gets the, uh, I, 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 I guess she just gets like nerves or whatever, and just doesn't ever want to come on with me, so it's always just me, so I'm happy to so be
2: She feels like a third wheel when you get the guest, huh?
0: Pretty much, yeah.
2: <laughs> I, it, I, it, I, I analyzed that pretty well, didn't I? <laughs> you're pretty good I, i've got it i've got this human thing figured out
0: <laughs> so i wanted to ask you guys so like you guys have been podcasting for a long time and, and and i'm happy that we found each other because i think you guys are a great follow you guys are very entertaining have a great following on twitter and you guys do your thing where the hell have you guys been man i've been waiting for some more content
2: ah yeah yeah where, where have we been she's pointing at me right now um <laughs> uh i haven't written any new content i mean really actually i got uh I guess I'd tell a story about a year ago when when COVID started. About a year ago, I got uh, involved in a, a a business opportunity, which turned into a series of business opportunities.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <What> <laughs> which
2: is lately. it's it, it sucked my time. I haven't had uh, as, as much to do lately, so I have no excuse for for now. But the, you know, as far as just getting off the uh, the the track, I was busy for for several months, for about six months. So, what's your excuse, Rita?
1: <laughs> I've ill, and I'm not. Man, that, that's always her excuse. She's so no, look,
2: yeah. Not... Really, uh, You could blame blame me for the long absence because uh, because we blame me for everything, don't we?
0: <laughs> oh, jeez. As a married couple, you know, I, I I understand. I get the blame as well for pretty much everything that happens. But you guys, we're, were talking about your, your your business now. What kind of business are you in? For the people I don't know.
2: Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a bit of a. I guess I'm a drug dealer. I suppose. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's what i wanted to he hear. is a biochemist. I am a former model. We're both halfway there. Together we're trying to make to get the world high, the whole entire world high. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well
2: that was rather succinct. Yeah yeah it's it's been essentially cannabis based. We're up here in in Michigan, actually. We don't uh, we don't live in the desert like we we uh
1: claimed to be. we
2: claimed in our show uh I don't know why I made that up. I make up stuff all the time and it really just sort of <laughs> goes along with my lies. But, uh, <laughs> and we're trying to get into that that legal cannabis business and uh, it's it's a uh exciting and uh you know a, a cool business to be in, but lots of cutthroat, lots of uh Uh, backstabbing and promises, uh, unkept, and uh, a lot of people I I really want to call out. I'm going to start right now by calling No, (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez.
0: Please don't, Yeah, no, we're we're not
1: trying to defame anybody here. Get sued. We're too broke for that.
0: Oh, jeez. Yeah, you know what? It's like I've been threatened before with a lot of things, and because, like, we talk a lot of controversial stuff on this show. We make fun of politicians. We make fun of the left a lot, obviously. and. (laughs) We've been threatened a lot on this show. And it's like, what the hell are you going to take from me? Like, seriously, there's, there, there's nothing. So me for what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. You and the Rocky quote. That was a great start to this show. I think we're going to have a really good friendship now because you just quoted Rocky. That's a great. The, the <laughs>
2: worst Rocky, in fact. The Rocky Five. That was that was the worst.
0: Really? You you didn't like the whole go for it angle?
2: Oh, go for it, Tommy. Go for it, Tommy. Rocky. <laughs> no, no. It was horrible. Oh, it's my like... God. Tommy Gunn.
0: <laughs> his son was in that movie, right? Sage State Sloan actually played his son, like his his real son in the movie, and he's dead now, isn't he?
2: Yeah, he didn't he overdose huh. or something. I, I don't oh know. Oh my
0: goodness, something bad happened to
2: him. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it was the uh, that was his son. In <clears throat> that one, I think it was. It's, uh,
0: yeah, yeah, I, I think know, it was.
2: Rocky, do never seen
0: Rocky Five? We'll start with remember. different Rockies. <laughs> Yeah, exactly all right so the whole marijuana business now you're, you're, you're talking about it's a real cutthroat business when did it become legal in michigan or become decriminalized or for that's, medicinal purposes
2: we've had the the medical thing happening here for about five years now i think that's when they passed the medical uh the medical cannabis laws and then the recreational it's only been about uh, about a year year and a half i think and it's really in its infancy uh, both industries really are um there's a lot of a lot of people jumping into the game and jumping out. So it's, yeah, it's it's a like, it's a cool industry and it's really uh, really on the on the rise here in Michigan. And there's there's not enough uh, there's not enough suppliers. There's not not enough supply. And I think that's I want to be in a business where you know I I have the uh, the golden ticket. And even if I'm a terrible salesman, I'd still sell some good stuff. You know, it's a good business. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, like, how hard of a sales pitch do you need, really? Because people have been buying this stuff legally behind a a Walmart at two o'clock in the morning for years. Now that you have a place that you can legitimately go and buy something that you know is clean, how hard is it to sell? Be like, hey, I have weed, come get it. Pretty much, it's really
2: not. I mean, sometimes I have to justify why I'm charging more than than their dealer, and I have to explain, hey, you know directly and the, the stuff is you know flushed and clean and and it's not going to make you choke or give you a huge headache it t- tends to cause a little bit more and uh, yeah, I I was in the uh, in a sort of a quasi legal delivery business that I'd sort of started, and I dealt with a lot of customers firsthand. And it just takes a little bit of education to say, hey, yeah, you know, this costs a little bit more than the guy down the street, but uh, this stuff is going to make you feel a lot better. It's not going to make you, you know, cough all night long. You're not going to wake up with a huge headache the next day, and. Yeah. And you can also – there's also a premium that I can explain what it is you're buying and what it's going to do to you. And people are, are – their minds are blown. Well, oh, there's more than one kind of weed. It's it's amazing when you when you really introduce somebody and say, yeah, there's a whole plethora of experiences that you've really been buying stuff that have no clue what you've been buying. And it, it's really a step up for most people. So, yeah, they, they don't mind the extra premium. It's Yeah, like I said, it's a really
0: easy sales pitch in fact. Well, how do you get a supply of marijuana? Like, do you own some kind of land where you just grow this stuff? Because I'm very naive with the whole pot process. I mean, I lived in New Jersey. I lived in New York. And now in South Carolina where I live. And I, all three places are notoriously, at least up until, what, two weeks ago, New York deslegalized it or decriminalized it, rather. You just couldn't buy weed unless you knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody else. So I'm very naive. I don't know anything about this process.
2: Well, how do you... The, you kind of begin. I I began the process just buying it. Um, essentially, trying to wholesale from uh, from legal dispensaries. Just buying. Hey, what are, what crap do you have left over? You can sell to me, so I can know it's good stuff. And then th- in the process of being in the business, uh, I get introduced to people and say, Hey, this guy's a grower. Uh, you know, he's not. He doesn't have his uh, license yet. He's trying to to save money for his license. But I can go check out his operation. And I have a degree in biology, and you know, I, I know I know some of the basics about growing and and. What to look for, and and I know how to bring a jeweler's loop to be looking at the stuff, so I can analyze things. So I ended up meeting a lot of a lot of backyard growers, and I'd say ninety percent of them, I said, you know, I'm not interested. You don't know what you're doing enough. Um, so it's a process of elimination, but you eventually get a handful of growers that you trust, or a handful of middlemen who know what they're looking for, and you, you build your network that way. So it's it's sort of a, a ground up type thing. Um you can go now, if you're running a legal dispensary, they have all kinds of uh lists where you can buy where they have all these licensed facilities. but when you're a guy like me just- t- starting out, you gotta sort of deal with word of mouth and uh just take people at the word and and see the stuff for yourself and just you gotta kind of risk getting burned at times right
0: yeah, and the whole thing about the delivery really piqued my interest here because you think of like doordash and you can see a lot of crimes happening with people just dropping off food. Have you ever been, like, threatened, robbed? Has anything bad ever happened to you delivering marijuana where you figure, like, you're delivering to people with maybe sometimes you have bad intentions when you, you're
2: delivering. You don't screw with the weed man because you don't come back. <laughs> of course <laughs> not. No, I've, I I think I had a couple of people who were dissatisfied, and it doesn't take long to say, hey, if I throw a free one next time I'm by your house, are we cool? And they're cool. So, no, no, you'd never, never run into anything like that. Um, no, I would use my brain. There's certain uh, areas I I wouldn't deliver to, or I'd have someone meet me at a gas station or somewhere. Uh, I think that happened maybe twice where there was an area where I was just like, you know, could you meet me at a hotel? that's just down the street from that place. I don't really want to go in that neighborhood, but no, it's really, people are more than happy to see you and they're, they, they want you to come back. So no, you don't, you don't scare with the weed, man, you know?
0: You know, I'm going to add that to number three on my list now, because I always said there was two people you don't fuck with. You don't fuck with the mailman because he brings you your money. You don't <laughs> fuck with your barber, because in no. every hood, in every hood, there's always a barber shop that's perfectly untouched, no matter how much shit's going on around it. And the mailman can walk through the hood with pit bulls barking, guys with 40s and guns being shot. No one fucks with the mailman. So now no, gonna... no,
2: I had the exact opposite problem. is People wanted to be my friends because they're like, oh, he's going to have the inside. When he gets really good stuff, he's going to give me a good price. Yeah. So, yeah, everyone wanted to be my friend. And I, I had one guy that just would not let me leave. He'd, come on, man, smoke war with me. I'm like, come on, buddy. I don't need to be laced all day long, dude. I even went
1: with you a couple of times.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Rita, Rita came with me a few times. And, uh, yeah, she's, you know, something to look at while I'm, uh, while I'm, you know, working through my, uh, my sales pitch. And, and one thing I got good at, one thing I found really good at is, um, People would order something from me, order 60, 80 bucks worth of stuff for me. And just, I'm a natural salesman. I was in sales for 20 years and I know how to upsell. And I've got a whole trunk full of goodies—the edibles and carts and whatever in the world you can think of. If I can't upsell you and all your buddies that are in your house and the guys in your group, hey, you got any left? It's like, come on, step into my office, and I open the trunk up and show them what I got. So I'd turn a sixty-dollar sale into four hundred
0: bucks easy, you know? <laughs> oh, Jesus! I mean, I'm sure, especially if to get them high a little bit, you can sell them whatever the hell you want. Yeah, and I, for a bit, actually, I was
2: actually able to to accept a credit card, which it was a game changer. It's like,
0: well, I don't need to go to the ATM. Well, God, I'll buy whatever <laughs> you got. <laughs> whatever you got, man. I'll take that ABT card, though. whatever. <laughs> now, let I me ask you this. The most
1: people that heard us were people that were in business with us, not customers.
0: Ah, okay, okay, okay.
1: Well,
2: you that's end up, a, You end up working with people. You had to trust them, and uh, it's not yeah. always a good idea.
0: <laughs> oh, of course. Worked. And that's something I do want to ask you about because, like, once it becomes legal, like, there's so many people out there chomping at the bit to start their business, especially down here in South Carolina. There's a lot of smoke shops that, that, that sell that CBD crap and that, and that kratom and all other bullshit. Not THC because you can't have that, but you can have the Delta 8 and all other stuff. So they're chomping right. at that. Once it becomes legal or, or, or decriminalized or whatever for medicinal purposes, they're all going to pop up. So how do you stand out? Uh, Honestly, if you can get the
2: license, that's how you stand out. That's the golden ticket. Uh, the, The licensing in Michigan... The licenses aren't tremendously expensive, but a lot of them have of uh, asset requirements where you need mm-hmm. to be backed up by a million bucks in the bank or liquid. Or there there's all you know to be a big boy in this game, you need to be coming with with some real cash behind you. Uh, so as far as the they have some small licenses, you know, um, medical only licenses or you know micro girl licenses, and those people are they're they have sort of cooperatives that they form and they they move their stuff and they have the sick people who. Who uh, receive the stuff, the medical only stuff, and the backyard growers who are growing it? So they they have a pretty good uh, underground system set up. But as far as the recreational and the, the real big money, you you got to have this big state license and you got to have a a big
0: time investor behind you. Now, what kind of adversity have you guys faced since you've been in, in the business? You know, like trying to make this thing happen. Oh God, I mean,
2: um, well, state regulators are a pain in Michigan. It's it's sort of uh, fucking insane how. Uh, how heavily they're regulating it compared to states like Colorado and California. So um, we've ran into problems where a little bit of nickel leached out for some stainless steel in a in a in a cart, and the state would reject it because it's a metal. Which you know the amount of parts per billion of nickel is not going to hurt a damn soul. Exactly. But the, the state of Michigan sets these rules, and they're really strict. So that we've run into stuff like that. And I'm a biochemist, and it's hard to track all these damn laws they have. So we've gotten burned real bad in a few of those. Um, one, I got my my partner kind of uh, cut some corners and didn't get some stuff pre-tested that I demanded he do, and it ended up costing us oh, about $70,000. I mean, that, that was a real oh, kick the nuts. So, yeah, right. because so, <laughs> it ended up, uh, the stuff, I told him to get tested for vitamin C acetate. He didn't get it tested and said, oh, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, and, yeah, we failed. <laughs> so,
1: oh, my God. So, like, this one guy spent a million dollars in a business, and he still is...
2: Like oh, yeah, that, that was, that was that my was, partner. Yeah. 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 How do you lose a million dollars in cannabis? Honestly, I should have known going into it. If you've already put a million bucks in and haven't made a dime yet, he's probably going to be an anchor, you know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're doing it all wrong at that point. Holy shit. And, and this guy's still alive. If I lost a million dollars, I'd be, I'd be jumping off the fucking bridge somewhere. He he'd talked about putting
2: putting a shotgun in his mouth. I mean, and I was I had had a hard time talking about it because out
0: of it because you
2: know he he's, he he dropped his life savings and was just incompetent. I mean, I hate to I hate to be a dick. Oh I, my... I wish him well.
3: I don't.
0: So you're a biochemist, man. So you're like the real life Walter White here.
2: Yeah, yeah. you know I, that that show was terrible for me because I was like, you know, what I have bad day at work? I get home. You know what? Fuck! I could make meth. Fuck! I mean, I could fucking make math. I mean, I could literally I have almost all the glassware. I should be qu- qu- admitting, admitting this kind of shit. But <laughs> and I'm like, the only thing stopping me is it's a little bit too easy to make money in you know, other ways. If it gets hard enough. Yeah, yeah, we'll do the
1: math. And you're a dad. Yeah, i do i do
2: have two
0: children yeah you know oh i understand completely man so yeah so the the whole marijuana thing and 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 i keep coming back to this because it really intrigues me i love the idea of marijuana because i never lived in a place where i can easily get it and i'm too afraid to go meet some random person that i don't even know because you don't know what the hell they're doing now okay. back in the day drugs were like you can go buy a bag and and you would be safe but now they put fentanyl in this oh. stuff
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, that God, it'd be a nightmare. That's Holy cow! So scary. Yeah, I have actually. Uh, I one time I, I had some stuff that was laced. That the guy told me afterwards. Oh yeah, we sprinkled a little bit of crack in there. I'm Like, whoa! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I could have smacked the dumbass, but it did feel kind of good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't they call that a wooey? Isn't that what the Beastie Boys called it? They called it a wooey. They put some like crack or some shit in there to the splice it. He called it a one fifty one. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah.
1: And and the, it was eliminated from that weed circle that my brother was in.
2: Oh, because it, it was crack. Okay. Crack? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They, uh, he comes over and knocks on my door. Can you know, neighbor, Kevin, I was younger. He comes <laughs> over and knocks me. Hey, you want to smoke a 151 with me? And I'm like, you know, you had me at smoke. Okay, cool. Smoke the 151. And then we smoked. We were playing basketball. I'm like, what the fuck? I can't feel my face, dude. And he's like, oh yeah, that's the crack.
3: Like, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Cracker Coke, he, he,
2: he wasn't quite sure what he, he wasn't, didn't tell me what he put in there, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, was, it was something <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I played good at, I was good at basketball and, uh, and, and a little bit of crack.
0: <laughs> oh my God. So why do you think that they won't make this shit legal already? Like everywhere? Like, why is there not a federal mandate to make marijuana legal?
2: Well, you, I mean, the federal government
0: I mean, is slow to do anything. I, I think what, I you've, what
2: you've seen in the last 10 years is you've seen a shift of of lobbyist money for keeping it illegal to making it legal. And that's what changes things in this country, where the lobbyist money is. So I, I think that lobbyist money really hasn't caught up to D.C. yet uh, as far as on the federal level. They sort of were toying with it uh, late in the Obama administration to, to, to defederalize it or to at least deschedule it. Um, honestly, things just work slow and the lobbyists haven't caught up, but really what, what's keeping it illegal are the the prison lobbies and the police unions. Those are the big ones. The only big money left in there, but the, the amount of money
0: on the other side, it's going to be a
2: matter of time. It's going to happen. I mean, that's, it's, it's a foregone conclusion.
0: I mean, for South Carolina's sake, I hope you're right. Because my big thing was, we've been talking about this on our show. And for, fuck, I mean, like, Jesus Christ, I think we did 352 episodes by now. And I say it, at least in more than half of them, that if you made marijuana legal, you would solve a lot of the world's problems, especially now after COVID. There, I mean, the Democrats keep trying to push through this $3 trillion package. And even AOC said $10 trillion at one point she wants to put out there. Why don't you just tax the shit out of marijuana and just, there you go. Boom, there, there's your tax money right there. I just start
2: passing out money once a month. What the hell? I mean, if you're going to make up for $4 trillion, just give me a couple grand. Just throw me a little bit.
1: No, that would make the most sense, though, is to tax the weed for that purpose. I'd be okay with that, to know that tax money was going towards something good.
2: Yeah, that's one thing I, I I really have never bought recreational weed myself, just because it's a sixteen percent sales tax, and I have a problem paying even the six percent sales tax. So you know, I'm such you know I I, I, <laughs> I am frugal, and that's why that's why I got into a lot of this stuff. Um, one of the, you know uh, Rita, she's mentioned before that she's sick and actually edibles kinda of were helping her. I, I bought her some edibles off, you know, legal stuff and they were they made her feel great. But I'm like, Yeah, that was thirty five dollars and shit you just ate, so fuck that. Mm-hmm. And then I was realizing, hey, I know what I'm doing, so I I, I learned how to 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 extract and make the stuff myself. Um, you know, make edibles, con- edible concentrates for Rita just because it's way cheaper that way. And then I can buy the shit I have left over. I could, I buy like all kinds of leafy trim and crap people throw away and I'll extract a ton of good stuff out of it. And it's, you know, people give it to me for free and I'll give them a little cut of what I make. But that's, you know, to me, that's, that's a good way. Uh, that's the way I've broken into the industry is I'm able to make about anything edible out of whatever crap you have left over. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I well, just finished a, th- a three-pound batch of this stuff and ended up with uh, God, 130, 140 grams of, uh, yeah. of RSO oil. It works tough.
0: Well, I mean, like, that's where your expertise comes in handy because a lot of people don't know what the hell they're throwing away, and you know exactly what to do, and, I mean, it, it works out for you. Now, yeah. I didn't want to kind of go there because, like, you said Rita was sick, and I kind of wanted to kind of ask you guys, like, how would you guys get to know each other? Like, how would you meet? Because you guys have a really interesting Twitter account, Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: we've got a we've got yeah. an interesting story it's it's a convoluted and long long story i'm um, better, better storytelling she says yeah re <clears throat> yeah, rita and i have known each other since uh the year 1999 uh she was 18 years old i was 20 and uh we were actually uh we were an america online romance we you know met on america online it was 1999 a real big thing back then oh i remember
0: you guys meet the and
2: chat. uh we started uh, I, I was in college and uh we, we started uh talking on america online and uh you know i we, we sort of clicked i guess she sort of dug me you know i am I'm, I'm kind of i guess i'm funny i made her laugh and uh you know you were smart. yeah i mean yeah i mean she hadn't even seen the never mind <laughs> um so she liked me and uh yeah i started driving out there it was a long drive it was like a good well over an hour drive to where she was living from my my college but you know it was. Boring college and nothing else to do. So uh, we dated for about four months. And uh, she was she was sick even back then. She didn't know what in the world she had. um, But we didn't know this back then. But what her, her disease is really predicated on what she eats, how badly she eats. So when she met me, she had just come off of like a green shake binge where eating. she was you know, 18 months, hadn't eaten you know anything terrible. Then she meets me, who's, uh, you know, I, I basically, you Football
3: know, player. you know,
2: I'll get a unsweetened iced tea at uh, the fast food place. And that's my <laughs> diet. OK, that's 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 as healthy as I get as I don't drink Coke for a few days. <laughs> and I introduced Rita to all kinds of Arby's and fast food and deep fried stuff and you know, it's good things. Didn't realize what what I was doing with the four months we had dated was basically throwing her entire body into a gigantic flare. And by the time she had dumped me, uh, another interesting story. By the time she had dumped me, uh, her her body had been breaking breaking down so much that they Can't had to serve. actually they had to remove remove her colon within the year of dating me. She lost her colon. Her large intestine is is in a garbage dump somewhere because she dated me for four months. So. Oh God. And the reason she uh, she broke up with me is really funny uh, story. The reason she broke up with me is she was, you know, her body was in a flare, but she was enjoying enjoying the time with Cal so much that uh, she was sort of pretending it wasn't happening. And we'd gone to we'd gone to a big boy, you know, and uh, she'd ordered uh, Slim Jim Jim and a a milkshake and not realizing that that was going to make her body, you know, shit the bed. (laughs) I mean, literally, we get back to my house and I grew up in a house with one bathroom. And uh, my brother was was home showering, and Rita got home, and nature was really, really calling by this point. I mean, um, <laughs> Rita had to shit. Okay. <laughs> I like
3: bad, real bad.
2: So, it got so bad, she was like, out. I was like, just wait for my brother to finish showering; it'll be fifteen minutes. Know, and she's like, no. like, Nope, I'm gonna go. So she <laughs> asked him if you know if he if he was almost done. He said no, and she he, she's like, Well, can you come out and let me shit? <laughs> and he he's like, Just go ahead;
1: we're cool. So she, I had never met him, by the
2: way. Yeah, this is this is her introduction <laughs> to my brother. She sits down, and if you've seen Dumb and Dumber, where Jeff Daniels has the uh, you know the colonic or whatever, <laughs> yes. she
3: blew the shit
2: out of my toilet, <laughs> and my brother's in the shower, heard every every drop and every little. Oh yeah, you know, there's every little, like ah. not
3: a fan.
2: <laughs> so she comes out of the bathroom. I didn't know the time, but she was like, "We have to leave now." <laughs> And she never wanted to face it. Never wanted to look him in the face again. And it actually, I never seen
3: his face totally she
2: broke up with me shortly thereafter because she was so mortified <laughs> to ever come over to my house again. I didn't know at the time, but I, her her diarrhea really it, it pushed me away.
0: Oh my it's god! It. Well, the, the fact that you guys found each other again after something like that is incredible because, oh holy yeah, shit. literally only step.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, she, uh, yeah. And then I, I think I, uh, she, I, she got back to me six months later and was like, yeah, I'm in the hospital recovering from having my colon out and I'm shitting, shitting in a plastic bag right now. And I'm like, oh, I feel really good. I, I think I, I probably made her a little sicker. <laughs> you, <did
0: it. laughs> you know, like goddamn Arby's. Oh my God, of course you did. It. So, so it's your fault that she ended up in the hospital.
2: Yeah, 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 the beef and cheddar is just, that's hard to say no to. It really is, man. Those goddamn. Well, I have
1: that disease. It's called primary sclerosing cholangitis. It's, um. It basically
2: means your liver's an asshole.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> I'm missing like half of my GI tract. Mm.
2: Yeah. Rita's is <laughs> a pretty huge asshole, but we've at least got to figure it figured out what she has and how to control it and stuff. And, uh, yeah. it, it, uh, <laughs> we, we, we've found each other many, many years later. Um, you finally got divorced. Yeah, I got divorced.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh so you found someone else and got remarried. Or i had Yeah,
2: it... I got remarried, had two children, and she got remarried uh, actually married twice. And got um, PTSD. Had had some pretty <laughs> rough experiences and uh damn near died a few times and uh yeah, I yeah. So I uh yeah, I was um God what, thirty-eight years old before we we had even spoken again. It was eighteen years later, I think. Uh and I had just been coming off a divorce she was uh was trying, trying to, to escape home. a really bad situation, and I was like, "You know um, my only situation is I'm kind of bored and don't really have much to do after work, so I got a place you could live and <laughs> so yeah, it kind of blossom from there
0: so what was that transition period like where like you were leaving your guy and you were kind of like just sitting around after your divorce and did you guys keep in touch the whole time? What was going on there?
1: Oh, mine the was absolutely hell. I was being accused of cheating on him with every single guy in the book, and I was like, "I'm really not." But yeah, what I'm going, but what I'm going to do is, I am going to find you. answered that. You're right, like okay.
2: Well, I mean, I'm gonna
1: get blamed for it. I'm gonna
2: okay. Uh, well, question what was, what was the, the transition of, of going from the, 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 the situation? I'm reinterviewing her for you, sir. What was the transition <laughs> like? <laughs> Is that the question yeah. you're asking or do we yeah. want to? Did, did we already miss this, this, this point? Is it? Uh... No, he's still asking the
1: question. I'm talking. It's, yeah. It was uh, really tumultuous.
2: Coming over my place after living with him?
1: Uh, oh, no, it was actually nice. Dealing with that situation was tumultuous. Yeah, but I was very happy to have you.
2: It was kind of a a dream to move in with me after. I'm trying to you know feed you feed you these answers here. Say something <laughs> nice. Say something nice about me. Jesus.
1: Oh <laughs> no, you're a lot of fun. Okay, and I was living in hell before. So yeah.
2: Yeah, it was. Um... Yeah, I was almost she was almost, um, you know, grabbing her knees and rocking back and forth by the time that I'd, I'd met her many years later. I'm like, you know, you're she seems to be pretty, uh, pretty anxious and upset. So, uh, yeah, it took her about uh, two weeks after living, moving in with me to get out of bed uh, on a daily basis. And I'm like, you know, you know, Rita, you uh, kind of been in bed since you came here. Um, You're going to get up. It's it's 6 p.m. you going to get out of bed. And Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she had to, yeah, it was, it was a tough adjustment. I think she ba- you stay, basically stayed in bed and um, didn't get dressed for almost the first month.
1: Oh, so nice. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh my God. I love
0: that. Yeah. She <laughs> still
2: that. rarely gets dressed. I mean, I swear if it's warm enough in the home, it's not cold. She'll be naked all day long.
0: Now, what about when you guys were separated and uh, you were, you were making babies with other people and you were getting married to other people. Did you always keep in touch? Did you uh, think about No, each-
2: Not at all. No, no, I, I actually, um, had I spoken, spoken to her a few, maybe a year or two after we had, uh, separated and, uh, she told her I was in a relationship with somebody and yeah, she pretty much hung up and then, yeah, we didn't speak again for, yeah, it was about 16, 17 years though. So yeah. No, we had no contact. Actually, I think I, I had assumed she was dead. Yeah. I mean, I hate to be a dick, but I was <laughs> like, you know, she had cancer and you know, she had her ass, asshole, you know, taken out and she, <laughs> bag i'm like how much longer could she really have lived
3: <laughs> <laughs> so
2: yeah i i had uh, i guess i had sort of written her off and plus you know she's an ex-girlfriend and my ex-girlfriends never survive it's a fact <laughs> they're all dead
0: oh my god so it it sounds like you got the lucky end of the stick because i wish a lot of my ex-girlfriends were just gone off the face of the planet but they just kind of seem to surface every once in a while it's just not good
2: yeah, no, no, mine uh, mine die. <laughs> yeah. No, I literally I've I've had um I haven't had a lot of serious relationships. There's but really been a handful. And uh yeah, two the, the two women in my three women in my life have dumped me. Uh Rita's the only one that have that's still still alive.
3: Can't get rid of that. She only
2: survived the first time, you know, by getting her ass ripped out and you know <laughs> hooked up to a plastic bag.
0: So do you find it better the second time around? Is it more rewarding? Do you find that like, you guys maybe get along better now because you realize that you learn from what didn't work the first time is maybe working the second time?
2: <laughs> I don't think it's much different for me. I think she's <laughs> realized that I-, I think she, part of the reason she sort of gave up me the first time is I don't seem like I give a fuck. He
1: still
2: I'll, doesn't give a fuck. And I think she just needs to understand it wasn't anything about her. I just generally don't give a fuck about most things you know i don't take anything super seriously and i think i think 20 years later she found it
1: charming <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well i was i was coming from such a heavy mood i guess i wanted to be with someone that was more jovial if that makes sense
0: oh it makes perfect sense
2: <gasps> yeah i'm kind of the same i you know i <laughs> I, t- I stopped giving a shit when I was about eight if people like me or not because that's their problem and I never care. So I am the way I am and people either like me or they don't, but that's their difference. <laughs> and it, it's pretty well it to serve me most of my life is not really giving two shits about what people think of me.
0: No, I am with you 1000%, but we're heading into a path as far as you know life goes and social media and, and, and just the whole shift of the generation that we were all born in, because we're all about the same age. I'm 38. You guys are about the same age. Right. Do you see the way that the world is going now with everyone having to give too much of shits as as far as, like, every little thing means something to someone, and you have to watch every little thing? You're walking on age shelves constantly. God, yes. I hate it. Don't you feel like you're prehistoric at this point? Because I I feel
2: like. I can't. Oh, I can't stand it. Yeah, I can't stand how how, how everyone's feelings get hurt and how, how everyone takes shit seriously. <laughs> Who
1: gives a shit? I'm trying to learn to be respectful about it and still learn the rules, you know, with the pronouns. I like to say that I'm part of the LGBTQ community, but I'm still learning about it. And it's easy to offend these days, you know, if you're not understood when you're talking to the person. So it can be kind of a, <laughs> a grenade, if you will.
0: The thing about that is, like, the rules are still being written, and so we yeah. can't conform to something that hasn't been like written in stone yet. I was talking to someone the other day at at, at my job because I work two jobs now because I'm trying to get caught up after the whole COVID nonsense that happened this past year. And this girl, she's 19 years old. She is what they call a pansexual. I had no idea what the hell that's hard. That <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, what does this mean? Like, what is a pan? And she explains me. She's like, oh, I, I'm attracted to everything. So I'm like, oh, okay. And I was asking her a series of questions and I'm sitting there as a, (laughs) yeah, I'm I'm like, so would you fuck someone wearing a furry outfit? She's like, no. I'm like, well, you're not really a pansexual because I thought you said you were attracted to everything and everybody and whatever they liked or whatever kinks they were into. And she was like, no, but I don't like that one. So I go, are you really a pansexual? Because according to you, that means you fuck everything. She's like, I don't know. And she almost short circuited like a damn (laughs) robot. I'll fuck anything that moves.
1: Yeah, it's difficult because I I work with some people that identify as pan, and I can understand. I like, for instance, I'm female. I don't mind being called female, but I totally have that. Um, oh, gay pan, sense of no, humor. No,
2: pan, pan isn't like pan is. You, you'll G- fuck Gender. Who you want to fuck? Well, that, that means you'll fuck uh, anybody. Uh, man, woman, or in between.
1: I thought it was like, okay, I've no. I've seen a woman that's a a man, and I've seen a man that's a woman, and they were attractive. I don't know if I wanted to have sex with them. Okay. But I thought they were aesthetically pleasing. Nope. What does that mean?
0: Um, I I don't know. <laughs> see, I, see,
1: I'm, I'm still talking, trying to figure you know, out this whole y- thing.
0: But I think it's like art where it's more subjective, where you can look at something and say, hey, that's a nice picture. Hey, that's a nice looking person. He's doesn't got that a great dong. You you want to go clap someone out or have sex with them or whatever, you know? Yeah. At, at least that's how I see it. Because like, I've seen some very passable males impersonating women where you're like, hey, that could be a very good looking woman. And it technically kind of is. I mean, like, I don't know if I'm just like dumb with this whole thing. Like like a dumb human being, like, I, I just can't figure this out because I'm just from a different generation. But I saw this one, for instance, right? It was like, because, like, I've had a lot of guests on this show. I've had a lot of porn stars and, like, like legitimate, like, in X films, like, your parents walk through the blockbuster video past the beads and they pull out a film. These people were in those movies. So I got a lot of one-on-one time talking to them. And they were saying how, like, these people go through these transgender reassignment surgeries and stuff. And I've seen a couple of them where I'm like, "Hey, that one would be an attractive female if they were born female." But if I'm saying they were, they would have been, I guess I'm admitting that they are an attractive human being, not that I would go have sex with them, but you can see it. I just sp- want to see that shit. I
2: mean, yeah. <laughs> I just want to see how well they did. I mean, I want to judge. They're like, "Hey, that was a good job. That's a nice yeah, flop you got there." Yeah, I think
1: about that. I don't think about naked people.
3: But <laughs> yeah. exactly.
2: Like,
1: that's my problem is I I don't I'm not really pervy like that um
3: mm-hmm. she doesn't
2: appreciate the designer vaginas she likes them natural
1: i can understand like somebody falling in love with somebody's personality and spirit and then kind of being told the news and getting over it i can understand yeah. that
2: yeah to me i, I think this is all we're waiting for science to catch up to, to our desires and all, all this needs, this would all go away if we had brain transplants, because then a guy that wants to be a girl, a girl that wants to be a guy can just swap fucking brains and you get the body you always wanted. How fucking wrong is that? Now That's I have all. to bring, we're waiting for science to catch up to be able to swap brains.
0: Now I have to bring a little bit of a religion into this cause I'm not a religious person, but I have to throw this out there. Is it the brain or is it the soul that you'd have to transplant and is it transplantable?
2: I think that the soul would have to be in the brain, I think, because you could take any other part out. You can replace the heart with a machine. You could replace any other piece of your body. I mean, the liver is too complicated, but just about any other piece, and you can replace it and still, person, you take the brain out, you really can't. You you can't do much other than maybe you could make a a marionette out of them if, if you were really twisted and gross. Probably, you know, twisted and gross that I even brought that up, but uh, yeah, I, I think that's where the, the soul would have to would have to be is is the brain. So I think as long as you transfer enough of the brain, you, you transfer the person.
0: Now I heard something really weird where they said something about the heart is where the memories lie and not the brain because there's something in your heart. They're
2: in. <laughs> Your thalamus well, is where your
0: memories are. <laughs> well, well, I'm not saying this is a fact. This is something that I heard. Like, like I heard because, like, I always thought that your memories were in the brain, but they were saying that like your heart has certain like something in it that holds your memories in. But mm-hmm. I have no idea.
2: You do have some electrical conduits in your heart, but those are more, those are wires. Those aren't really anything complicated. So no, there's no, there's no, there's no gray matter in your heart. That's where, that's where thought is, is occurs is gray matter. White matter is, is essentially wires and that's what's in your heart. So no, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing you can replace somebody's heart and they won't remember anything. It's, it doesn't make it but no there's there's nothing i mean i'm i'm sure if you uh i'm sure i'm probably upsetting hindus or something that feel that that's like a, a <laughs> throttle throttle to the soul and uh, i don't know creative really looking at me like i'm insane did no, i just say no, something no, gross no, or... no, no. I was, no
1: no you didn't say anything gross to me. i was just thinking
0: yeah <laughs> well have you ever heard about people that receive like different organs and different body parts from other people and that they may have a memory that that person
3: yes that i have, have. Yeah,
0: I think
2: they're they're full of shit and like attention. Here's Rita. Okay, no. That's that's my take on all thing. So I mean, okay.
0: I, I, as I, far I, as any kind of psychic Jen ability, Pisaki, that's how I feel, just like Jen Saki, I do want to circle back to your answer after Rita gives hers.
2: Yeah. So I mean, memories and transplantable and things oh, like that. I
1: know nothing about it, like scientifically. I'm just saying I've heard of it, and like, I don't know. Maybe our organs have a memory.
2: Yeah, I think that, that, that you know,
1: that,
2: I was thinking about that John Edwards guy where he's like, you know, I, I'm thinking about that person, Fuck a man, man with a G or a J, a J Jim, Jim, James, Jim, 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 man, man, woman, woman, I'm thinking a woman. You I know, I'm thinking.
0: work with somebody for real, for
2: real. Yeah, I, 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 I think they're more or less full of shit.
1: <laughs> so you don't believe in like
0: the psychic mediums medium? Not, or no, anything I like
1: actually, that? I work with somebody who's a medium and it's like having a straight up conversation with the other side. Um, she is amazing, but I'm just her publicist. (laughs) I don't (laughs) like, I don't know how she does what she does. It's just kind of like a radio that goes on and off. But yeah, I, I don't know all this other stuff either. I think a lot of that, a lot of those people are full of it and some of them are real. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that seatbelt sidekick? It's a show.
0: I've heard of it. I haven't seen it though.
1: Oh my gosh. You should check it out.
0: I will now it's amazing editing i
2: mean they, they edit out all the wrong guesses and just you hear the right ones
1: that's <laughs> great
0: now i had a guest on my show uh, uh i think it was in like late this summer around christmas time it's supposed to be our halloween episode but we saved it for christmas because we're really fucked up weird people and i had a a a, a medium come on the show where she talked to dead people her name was erica boussar and uh she had it's a, of a lot of, oh it's a great name french <laughs> she she married a French guy, so he's, yeah. so she got a really cool name. She inherited it. But, yeah, uh, she um, had some really good stories about it. And when I asked her about the afterlife and when I asked her about these experiences that she had, she said it was like the movie Ghost. And that's how I always wanted it to be because I'm one of those guys who's not religious. I don't believe necessarily in God. I don't disbelieve in it because I do feel that the fact that we're talking to each other right now over this computer, over a a, a wireless line that goes from – all these different things. It shoots a Wi-Fi signal and all this other technical jargon. Uh, I believe that there's something bigger out there that may have done it, but I just don't necessarily believe, believe in the Bible. And she was talking to me in a way that I felt like, hey, there might be something out there. Maybe she has a part of the brain unlocked that can understand things that we possibly can't understand because I do want to be open-minded about certain things. I just want to get your take on that, about the afterlife and stuff like that. Do you believe in it or –
3: um,
2: Just, I, I I think there's there's certainly path. I it, to me that I've I've maybe my third eye is closed, but I've never seen shit. I think,
1: I think it's either that or the CTE. I'm a highly psychic.
2: Yeah. I so yeah, I've um, I, I'm open to the idea. There's something afterwards. Um, that there's maybe there's a different realm. Maybe you travel into a different dimension. Maybe you become pure energy. Um, but I, I'm of the opinion that there's nobody on Earth who
0: fucking understands it because we're a bunch of dumb yeah. apes. I mean. Sure. <laughs> But you don't think there's anyone out there that may have a little bit more than other people? There's someone oh, yeah. who's guessing
2: better than the other ones. Okay. Okay, that's fair enough.
1: I think oh, there are quite a few people that, like, doctors straight up say, okay, you have a mental illness, and they're actually hearing dead people. I think that that is a situation many times. Yeah. Um, not always, but, yes, a lot of these times when you see these people in the institutions, they're talking to dead people.
2: Mm-hmm. Fuck, just don't talk to me. The fuck. <laughs>
1: well, no, well, I mean, like, like the way I, I feel about it. ghost hunting and stuff, and I've tried to like, get him to listen to some stuff. And most most time, he can't hear it. I can hear it clear as day. So I think some people just have that intuitive sense, and I think he doesn't have it. Well, we know he doesn't have it. Well, but that's and that,
0: okay. Yeah, and that leads into a good point that I'm about to just kind of throw out there here, because I feel like there's two different kinds of people. I feel like in life there's two different paths you can go on. There's either winners and losers. I can't perform heart surgery because I don't have that knowledge. But yet there's a doctor out there who can perform heart surgery and do it. He's a better human being than I am in that sector of life. But then again, I, bet I could Pat, do it too. I'm <laughs> oh, I'm, 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 Listen, Cal, I'm sure you can because you're a very smart man. But then again, you also have other people out there who are willing and and, and able to open their minds to possibilities that other people who you know, maybe closed minded may not want to see and just, you know, just disregard as garbage and, and, and jargon. And they won't see what other people can because they don't have their minds enlightened in some speaks.
2: Kind of like fairies. If you don't believe them, then they don't exist. Kind of thing.
0: Kinda, or, <laughs> kinda, I, yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things where, like, if you're open minded enough to something, you can believe it. If you think about something hard enough, it'll happen. And other people like, yeah, now it's bullshit. And they just refuse to to open their third eye, so to speak. Maybe that's what it is. I I, I, I don't know. Like, what do you think about that?
1: Um yeah. I think it's very true. If you have that whole mind, body, spirit thing, everything else comes into place.
2: I think it's more of the opposite that a lifetime of experience has taught me that you know, it, the, the shit doesn't really exist because the people that talk about it, I don't get to see any of these ghosts. I don't get to see, I mean, really, I believe in the UFOs with the, with the deepest part of my heart, I believe that aliens are visiting us and watching us and I still Me haven't too. seen a fucking UFO. <laughs> what the fuck?
1: I'm like, oh, Gail, you know, Mary, my boss, right?
2: I don't you know. Sort of.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. Shut up to Mary. Huh? Oh, well, I, I she's, she's shout a, out to Mary. yeah, she's a psychic medium. Okay, and she's got straight up pictures of the spirits and whatnot. That's why I'm just—I wanted to put that out there. You can see pictures. He's still crazy. He still says, "No, I haven't seen it." Well, there's something. That was a terrible impression of me, by the way. (laughs) I'm sorry. I should leave all this up to him, all the talking, everything to him. Oh, no,
0: no, no, no. I think you guys both bring two different dynamics to the table, which is why I definitely enjoyed your uh, podcast when you guys had, you know, after putting out regular content, it was great. But I do want to ask you this, though, because when you think about the universe and you think about how big it is and you think about how much shit we have here on Earth, don't you think it's a little narcissistic, to think that we are the only intelligent beings out here. I mean, we have everything from human beings to insects to dogs to cats to lizards, all sorts of weird shit. Without and, a doubt, yeah. you know, there's something there.
2: Absolutely, without a doubt, there, there's there's yes. something far better than us. And in fact, I I, be- I believe that we're we're sort of an experiment. That they're sort of, hey, let's take these these apes that are you know running around jerking off in trees. And let's try to make them uh, smarter than they should be. And I think that's what we are. <laughs> So absolutely, I mean, with every piece of my soul, because if you look at, you count stars, you're into the hundreds of sextillions. Yes. Sextillions, quad, you know, trillions, quadrillions, quintillions, sextillions. That's how many stars there are. And if each star has five planets, and you know, the, the odds are astronomically against us being the only or even the best. We we're, we're suck. <laughs>
0: See, I, I think the flip side sometimes I'm like, you know what? Because I, I was asking my wife this the other night, I'm like, what if we're the best there is out there in the galaxy? Wouldn't that suck? It's the enemy of greatness.
2: Yeah, they're, they're looking up to us. Says, hey, tell us how to do it. Yeah, you're... no, like, no, we're the the not. Do they to be get running water?
0: <laughs> <laughs> toilets. I mean, now. I
2: I think I'm the exception. I think that if they listen to me, that'd be different, but. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, man. You guys are fucking amazing. Seriously. like, uh, So I do have to ask you about your Twitter accounts because you guys have some of the most in, in, intelligent and funny content out there. And I check your pages <laughs> a lot. On the few times I get on social media, I, I suck at it. Admittedly, I, I, I suck at social media. Um, all I do is I say, here's a link to the podcast, click it and listen. You guys have some regular funny content out there. But the reason why I really wanted you guys on the show today is because Rita posts some extremely funny shit. Oh,
2: God. Yeah, I don't forget that. <laughs> And I've actually got an idea for that. Yeah. Um, how, how about if I read some really creepy ones in Buffalo Bill's voice?
0: <laughs> and Cal, I want to get your reaction, man, because the thing about being a woman, and and I know nothing about this, obviously, but I feel like every man is just out there trying to shoot their shot constantly. And they're almost like those Indian call scammers from the Philippines that are like, hey, your social security number is hacked. Click your social security number is hacked click but then that one person picks up the phone and they're like here take all my money i feel like these guys do this on twitter when they shoot their shot and they're like hey here's a dick pic like does and, this ever work yeah. dude Honestly, you want to ask this has, how often does this work
1: like, exactly we, we, exactly you just a screenshot and put them on just post them up publicly to kind of be like all right creeps get the get the hint
0: Exactly. So uh, some of my greatest laughs lately have been checking out Rita's Twitter because she will publicly shame these guys and respectfully, you know, she does scratch out the names (laughs) and post the links to some of these pathetic things.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a guy that wanted to make me a lamp. And he was asking me for pictures of my fingernails, and he wanted to see my skin.
2: It's not creepy or anything. I just want to see really close pictures of your your hair on your body. It's not in a creepy way. I mean, yeah, not in a creepy way. Thanks, pal. (laughs) I don't want to be creepy, but if you could just send me pictures. And, and, you know, really, uh, we just want to be platonic friends. But I want to look at every inch of your skin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: My mom, my parents—they really protected me huge. So I've always been really like sweet and nice to everybody. And then everybody thinks it because I'm being nice.
2: Yeah, I got one for you. Hey, hey, hope you're feeling okay. I still wish I could touch you all over. Ha! Huh? <laughs> I'll flirt with you and tell you I'll never send you a dick pic. <laughs> like, these people are like, I'm not the creepy guy. I'm gonna tell you I'm jerking off to your picture, but I won't send you the picture. Which which does happen, by the way. These guys are like, here, here's a picture of you I printed out of my computer, and look what I did all over your face.
0: So, wait, these are actual tweets that you're reading right now. Oh, oh Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. So, like, so, like, so for those of you out there that are listening right now that he said, like, I'm going to put this over, that's something that these people call a tribute. And what they'll do is they will take a picture of a woman and they will, you know, masturbate on it and they will shoot it while recording themselves shooting on the woman's picture and send it to her as if this is some sort of uh tribute, like a good thing for her to have. Like, Oh my goodness. Thank you for yeah. oh, yeah. a picture of you doing your shit.
1: Yeah. This one guy, he took a picture of his hand and whatever, what do you call it? Jizz. <laughs> and, <laughs> in it, and he's just like, Okay. This, 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 is, this, this wad was this. yours.
2: You you look how big you made it. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. One was the guy was like, you know, he needed to wash his phone because he had a really big screen and there was a really big picture of Rita and he really needed to wash his phone. <laughs> Let's put it that way. It was all over the phone. I mean it was it looked like a little like two or three layers worth, so it might have been like, you know. Oh, Jesus. But it was really flattering to know that he could do it three times to your picture, I, I think, Rita. Isn't that oh, the, how, how we feel?
3: That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's so ridiculous.
2: Yeah, the, yeah, Rita gets tributes a lot. and I, I think since she started kind of publicly outing people, they've, they've sort went of like, laid off a little. Yeah, Dude, I my DMs
1: love. don't blow up when, like they used to. It used to be crazy. People used to scam us for money or try. And his were priceless. Some of your remarks and your comments. Mayor McCheese.
0: Oh yeah, this lady
2: was she. She named. She said she was from some obscure tiny town in Nevada, um, because I was living in Vegas at the time. And uh, and she, uh, yeah, she's like, oh, I'm from this town. I'm like, oh, I, I I grew up there. Do you know Mayor McCheese? And she said yes. I'm like, oh, you you must know. <laughs> and I went through the entire McDonald's uh, characters with her, and you know, Ronald McDonald was my dad, and uh, the Grimace, that jerk. I met him. I met the Hamburglar and. Yeah, I, I just kept making references to McDonald's, and this lady was thinking she had me. She's <laughs> like, "Oh, he's gonna send me a gift card to give me gas to come and have sex with me," and I gave her a, my address, and she didn't realize that the address wasn't McDonald's. <laughs> 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 yeah, I put that out there, and everybody—it's it's funny when you know somebody in India doesn't know what the hell I'm talking about, but every single other person is just like Mary oh, McCheese. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: oh my god. I- up catfish sex boyfriends like posing to be Heidi Klum a long time ago. This was like twenty years ago. Ooh, <laughs> so that's I'm a, all that's new a good to... choice. Pardon?
0: No, that's a really good choice to pick Heidi Klum. I mean, <laughs>
1: Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ,
0: who wouldn't? <laughs> who wouldn't think for a second like oh my god she likes me oh wait a second that's a fake person
1: that was like my vindictive stab back
2: i don't know catfish (laughs) i don't get the catfishes because honestly i don't have enough time or energy to live my own life i mean shit it's too fucking hard but who has time for a second identity my god
0: (laughs) all right so i have a really good one here and uh and this one (laughs) read us from twitter and i want to read this one out loud because this one deserves to be read okay all right (laughs) Oh, my God. I fucking love so this guy, oh my, I would love to say his Twitter handle, but I'm not going to. <laughs> but this person goes, I'd like to get to know more about you as friends, of course. I've got the time if you have. And, and this is three in a row because uh, obviously she wasn't paying attention to him. Right. So he, he just kept, and, and this is at 1215 a.m. So this guy is like this is like last call at the bar. When you're just hanging out, you're just trying to get something to bring home. This guy's trying hard. So she's talking with him. She goes, well, what would you like to know? He goes, everything with an emoji. I think that's a tongue emoji sticking out. She goes, <laughs> like, And he goes, let's start with what turns you on, LOL, because every girl likes to have every, you know... Yeah. Come on, end with LOL, because...
2: Yeah, for sure. Why not? Yeah, tell me about your you know, your, your biggest turn-ons.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's. Just, I just want to ask you about these... <laughs> I mean... Do you just like collect these and and just laugh at these, or or, or do you say like, hey, this guy's fucking pathetic, or he's trying to send these to multiple women? You're just one of the many that he's sending them out to. Like, how do you take these?
2: Honestly, I learned a long time. This is even prior to social media. Is that. There's uh, Rita is just way too nice. And the guys pile up because she doesn't realize that these guys are trying to fuck her. And the guys, they pile up with her because they're all on deck waiting for me to fuck up. And she has all these guy friends. So it's just sort of an extension of a regular life because she has so many guys that she doesn't even realize that. Yes, it's Rita, he's trying to fuck you. I can tell. <laughs> yes, yeah, she's actually gone out. I don't know. Yeah, She went just, to dinner with a guy. This guy amazing. was like trying to give her business advice. And I'm like, Rita's fucking He's trying to fuck you. He's trying to fuck you. She's like, oh, I'm like, I don't care. You're allowed to do what you want. But I'm just telling you right now, this guy is trying to fuck you. And (laughs) she ended up going out to dinner with this guy. It was a place not too far from her house, so she felt safe. And uh, she came home and, yeah, she basically said he basically tried to fuck her for two hours. I'm like, honey. And then she'll be, like, reading this This guy's tweeting her, you know, DMing her. And she's yeah. like, oh, he's a really nice guy, and he wants to be my friend, and he's, you know, he says this about me, he does this, and he's he wants to meet you, and he just wants to be friends. And as she's saying that, I see her glance back at her phone and kind of go, oh, yeah,
3: that's
0: his name. <laughs> <guy." laughs> There's, the, there. <laughs> There's something about us men that it's like – and it's not all of us, obviously, because not all of us are scumbags like that, but it no, just feels no.
2: like the rage – I get the mentality because mm-hmm. you're thinking like a man, like what would, what would any woman do to you to get your attention and have you want to focus? This send you a tip pick. I mean, it mm-hmm. would work a hundred percent of the time. If a girl I'm even mildly interested in all of a sudden sends me a picture of her hand wallet, I'm going to be like, Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. way more interested now. We don't understand women are wired totally differently. And that, oh, <laughs> that doesn't work works. for them. No,
1: and understood.
2: Yeah, with a guy... You can go from zero to 60 with a guy with a tit tit pick. Oh, oh, easily. That's that's why the friend zone doesn't exist, because it's like, oh, yeah, she's a really good friend... There's her tits. Okay, now (laughs) I want to fuck her.
1: So, yeah, I've, like straight up tweeted a picture of my cleavage to entire twitter because if i flirt i'm gonna flirt with everybody i'm gonna flirt with all of twitter
2: right on
3: <laughs> hey of
2: course <laughs> no i think uh, guys need to understand from birth women are wired very differently they're very different creatures and that w- we're very simple and that Absolutely. does it for us but the women th- there's a lot more nuance involved there's a lot more subtlety involved and you, you can't go from zero to 60 with a woman and that goes across the board and guys don't understand they think that sure. they think they're wired like us, and that's their problem.
0: Yeah, and I think that's why we've both been in very long-lasting relationships and have kids because we understand women. But the thing about these men, though, is like, if I had a dollar for every tit pick I've ever gotten in my lifetime of thirty-eight years, I'd have one dollar in my pocket. These women, if they had a dollar for every dick pick they've gotten, they'd be fucking living in mansions right now because that's just how they'd we're be doing wired. well. Yeah. No, yeah, they'd be doing great. But let me just say here... Yeah, one
2: thing she did, she she took a picture of mine and then started sending it back to these guys and said, that's nice, look what I'm working with.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I did that. Oh, no, you didn't. I did. did.
2: Oh, yeah, she did many times. (laughs) And then the guy will be like, hey, well, this is okay, mine's... uh, They didn't
1: want to kill themselves before, they definitely do now. But our hero... But... Our hero
0: did not stop there. <laughs> 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 so Incredible, so this yeah. is going back to our uh, Twitter DM here. I, I fucking love this guy. He is amazing. He goes, let's start with what turns you on, LOL. That's where we left off. She goes, not men, LOL. He goes, LOL. <laughs> What's your preference, LOL? So he started and stopped with LOL in that sentence, which is yeah. always a major panic really drop. Nothing. She goes solo. And, and and at this point, you know, this is like a tennis match. You know, they're going back and forth a little bit. Do you do solo a lot, LOL? And, uh, and I guess that's like a laughing emoji thing. Yeah. No, I don't. And then he throws out the heater. Is my disability a turnoff for most people? What do you think? At that point, yeah. you feel like you lost a woman. I mean, like you were just throwing out L You got a disability. I mean, Nothing against people with disabilities, but you slide in someone's DM with some weak game like that. And what do you expect?
2: By the way, does my disability make you want to blow me? Is that how it works? <laughs> Cause then the woman's like, you know, am I obligated now to say yes? Or can I say no? And still, you know, since he's in a wheelchair, do I have to blow him? Maybe that's the way they... I
1: even tried selling like sexual health stuff. It just makes me so uncomfortable to talk to strangers about sex. It, like
2: imagine blowing a guy in a wheelchair too. <laughs> Sorry,
0: I, did I get off track there? Oh no, not at all. This You're show is always. Nice. Yeah, so, <laughs> See why so,
1: he needs a babysitter, Cal. This is why we need. He needs a
0: babysitter. Yeah. Oh well, I, I well I I understand one hundred percent. So <laughs> so let me ask you this though, Rita. Every time you get one of these messages, and I'm sure it happens a lot because this is how men are. Men just like to throw and shoot their shots or whatever do you feel more amused or is there a part of you that is like, you know what? I feel better now because like you could post a picture of your face, your cleavage, whatever. And then you get all these hits. Like, do you feel like a little confidence booster? Does it feel good to you at all to get these men just trying to throw it at you? Or you just think that's men being
1: men? No, I think it's creepy. I hate it.
0: (laughs) It's hilarious though. It's absolutely hilarious.
1: Yeah, it's funny, but I just kind of use it as laughing material, and I'll be like, hey, check this out. What amazes me is how have
2: you made it this long, 35 years in life, and and been this bad at it? My God. Haven't
1: you talked about writing a book? About <laughs>
2: about how to how to get laid? Or... Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm not even good at it, but I'm like, holy shit, are you terrible at this? <laughs>
0: There's levels to this kind of game here, man.
2: My approach, I learned this when I was like 14, 15 years old. My approach was, you got to try as little as possible. Be cool. I mean, make her desire you, but try as little as possible because then she gets the overwhelming sense as why isn't he trying to take this further? Why isn't he trying? What if I try to take this further? And that's actually how I got in the sack the first time. I wasn't even trying. And she's like, all these guys have been trying to help my leg. And here's this guy who doesn't even give a fuck. And she's like, I wonder if I say, you know... If you want to fuck me, will he go for it? It was just sort of a throwing it out there. Hey, you know, you haven't act like you wanted to fuck me yet. Um, so do you want to fuck me? And I'm like, oh, sure.
0: <laughs> it, yeah, that, it's that's, sure. I My mean, pussy falls fun. into your lap and you do shit like that. <laughs> There's something about that, too. And, and, and I think you're on to something here because women are so used to men throwing it at them that when one doesn't, they're like, Wait a second. There's something wrong with me, or there's something wrong with him. I'm gonna yeah, figure it, it out.
1: You want to propose? <laughs>
0: exactly. There you go, man. Cal, you played it cool, my friend. <laughs> played it cool, and you won.
1: Exactly.
2: And you know, I, I have plenty. I get plenty of opportunities to, to cheat on Rita without <laughs> out actually trying. It, it's it's incredible when you're not actually trying it. You get way way more chances when you're just like. I'm not even trying. I, I, whoa, why do you took it there? I just sang hello. And you're, but yeah, I, it, it's amazing when I was a single guy and actually trying, it didn't work as well. So <laughs> <laughs> guys, that's what you need to do is not try.
0: Yeah. There's something. There's definitely
3: some credence to that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely some credence to that because the second you get a ring on your finger or put a ring on someone else's finger, that's when all the opportunities arrive because you you, you simply stop looking. It's always the, the stuff that comes to you when you stop looking for it. Like if you go to the bar and you look for girls every night, you find when you go to the bar, just to have a drink. A girl comes up to you and is like, hey, what's your name? Like, I'm not looking for this tonight. Why is it happening now? It's fate. It's some cruel energy of the universe that just does this to you. I don't know what the fuck it is. I
2: don't know. Yeah, I, I, I had a, about two and a half years I had an interesting dating life between uh, my ex-wife and, and Rita. Um, yeah, I, my max is two. If, you, if I haven't decided by the second date, we're done. I mean, honestly, I'm not calling you anymore because if I'm not sure now, it's going to be less sure after the fourth date. And it's just something I never wanted to get into. But I dated some freaking crazy ones. <laughs> I had this one. I mean this this is a uh, she was an exotic dancer, okay? And Ooh. she was like 4 foot 9 or something, you know, 80 pound exotic dancer, 4 it's foot like 9. Like borderline dwarf it's
1: like size point. your mom.
2: <laughs> yeah, she was tiny. And she was gorgeous and she was a, a little nutty. And I you know, I can deal with a little nutty, but um involving me in felonies was was <laughs> without me you knowing like it. I I was running my mouth and saying, "Hey, I'm good at finding people. I can track down anybody in my, you know, in my career. I know how to get a hold of somebody." She's like, oh, can you get a hold of this uh, woman? She breeds Yorkies, and she lives near you, and she th- is this age. And based on that little bit of information, I looked her up and said, okay, here's her business. She, yeah, she sells Yorkies and does this, and here's her phone number, here's her address. And her next text message is, that's the bitch that I think my ex-husband was cheating on me with. I've been looking for her for four fucking years. I'm going to get that bit. I'm just like, oh, fuck did I just involve myself in a felony. Holy shit. <laughs> so you yeah, know that that was uh i sort of cut bait on that one
0: <laughs> so you guys sound like you have a pretty fun open relationship i mean like like what is the extent of, of of how open you guys are because i know like you like to read and laugh at the guys that shoot their shots at rita and vice versa how far does this go with you guys you just take it as far as like the laughing goes at how you know stupid these guys are or you let her, her go out to dinner with someone else like what is your relationship status and how does that work?
2: We don't have a lot of real hard boundaries. Um, (laughs) Sort of, we play life as it comes, and okay. yeah yeah we've had a couple of uh, a couple opportunities to to go that direction, but uh you know logic dictates that hey maybe she 's in a little nutty, we shouldn 't do this or whatever <laughs> no we, we don 't end up uh, doing all that much, but yeah, i 'm open to whatever life throws, you know a little curveball here and there if it 's her birthday, what the fuck, right? <laughs>
1: you know what if Lenny Kravitz propositions me i 've got permission if katie holmes
2: and honestly i 'm not gay, but i 'd fuck Lenny Kravitz, come on. <laughs>
1: He totally take a dick for Lenny Kravitz
0: <laughs> you know what for me, it was Harrison Ford in his prime back when he oh. was Indiana Jones oh. Han solo, yeah, like, yeah. Han solo, <laughs> no, like not quite Han solo, like I need the gruff beard, like I need the Indiana Jones like sort of beard, but not really their beard, like the five o'clock shadow thing he had going on there that gotcha. would my guy gotcha. that would have my my uh, guy crush there that That'd be
2: your your exception to to the heterosexual out
0: <laughs> exactly, oh my goodness, so you guys have been together for you know off and on for quite a while now, and uh I think it's really interesting how you guys are able to balance the fun aspect and and just doing the whole social media. Are you guys always on or do you have like personalities outside or are you guys different than you are in social media that you are outside or? Is it what no, you see I, is what you get? I,
2: I watch my mouth a little on social media. I don't say exactly, you know. You don't get a hundred percent Cal, but yeah. Other than it being a little dieted down, yeah, that's what's basically me, uh, Rita.
1: I would say that it's totally me, like a hundred percent. I am a spaz, and I act like a spaz on Twitter. So, <clears throat> yes.
2: Yeah, You get the I don't go to 10 with my jokes. I go to nine. You know, there's a there's a handful of jokes that I will not tell online.
1: He would not have any friends.
2: Yeah, they they really. Yeah. I mean, they'll make you pee your pants laughing. But yeah, I get a <laughs> lot of shit over it. So I won't tell him here either. Well, isn't, oh, isn't please that what's great
1: me. about Twitter? Oh, my gosh. I've met some of the coolest people and most disturbed, but some of the coolest people. And it's like you you start to feel like they're your friends.
2: See, I don't make connections like that. I just like a big audience because like I'm getting attention. So, you know, I'm, I'm just a child in that way. Rita likes to connect with people. I just like people listening to me.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I like to connect. I'm like that warm, like, mother. I'm like everybody's mom.
2: I want an uh... audience. <laughs> Honestly, I don't have a fear of public speaking. It's speaking that I can't stand, it's conversations I don't like. Public speaking, I'm fine with. I, I don't like talking to people.
1: I think most people are idiots, too. I do like connecting with people and talking to people, and that's where I'm kind of an extrovert, but I'm always indoors, so this pandemic thing's not too new.
0: (laughs) I did want to ask you about the pandemic, and I understand where both of you guys are coming from because I like doing the podcast. Like I've talked to a lot of people on the show, um, different backgrounds, different walks of life, different experiences and all sorts of stuff. And I would never do these conversations face to face somewhere else. Like under my circumstances, under my rules where I can sit here in front of a microphone and hit the stop button when I want to hit the stop button, I feel more comfortable. So I understand where you're coming from. Cause I feel like I'm antisocial, but people that listen to the show would think no way you, you talk too much. You never shut the fuck up. There's just a different mode, I guess. And, uh, The way that we're going now as a universe, as the way people are going, where you have to watch what you say and watch what you do, I feel like we're almost an endangered species. So I like reaching out to different people and their life experiences, getting them on the show and just talking to them and just hearing how you guys are and other people are. It's really welcoming to me. And it's almost therapeutic having a podcast and talking to people because you get to do what you want. And it's the one thing in life that you're in control of when everything seems like it's spiraling out of control. Which is why I want you guys to bring back your show.
1: I have been trying to get him to
2: Again, it's my fault.
1: Yes, I've been I've been reminding him. So many people want it.
2: All right, man. Give me a deadline. What's my deadline? <laughs> When's my deadline to get a new episode yes. up on the air?
0: Tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh. Well. No. Not tomorrow. Well, like I did enjoy listening to you because you guys and and, and us like we started at around the same time. Because yeah. we had like five or six episodes out, you guys were like two or three or four or five, you know, episodes out at the time when I found you guys. I'm like, holy shit, you know, like they're just like us, and it, it, just to have you guys on the show now is pretty cool after all this time of waiting. And I just yeah, we're like,
1: pretty amateur. that. but that's what I What's like. It? Isn't there something cool with the amateur part? It's oh, yeah. real.
0: Exactly. We have no one to please. We're not looking for uh, approval. We're not looking for that thumbs up. We're not hiding from people. We're not hiding what we say because we're afraid of getting canceled or whatever the hell is going on right now in the world. We're not trying to say the popular thing because that'll get us on the good side.
2: We yeah, you're not it. trying to, to sell to sponsors or worried about pissing off sponsors or getting boycotts and shit like that. You just I want think, your
1: voice to be heard.
2: I think with mass media, it's, everyone's kind of like, yeah, like just walking on eggshells. You think about some of the movies we grew up with in the 80s, some of the comedies we grew up with. They can yeah. never fucking make those movies now. Yeah. I, mean, the, the, I mean, think about the movie Airplane. You'll watch it again. Holy mm-hmm. fuck, they offended everybody. And you can't do that anymore. And fuck that. I want to yeah. be able to laugh. I don't what care about- if, if, if jokes hurt your feelings. I yeah. want to be able to laugh. What about Married with Children? God, I love that show. They were—they've been talking about bringing that back or bringing. I it back wasn't on.
1: allowed to watch it.
2: I wasn't either. I did.
1: <laughs> I, I wasn't
0: allowed to do a lot of things as a kid. I'm—I,
2: my life, I haven't really given two fucks about what I've been allowed to do. I do what I want. So yeah, Married with Children was great, and but you—you you couldn't do El Bundy today. People—people people no. would hate it. I mean, people would would fight against it. And I think that was the sort of, Al Bundy was kind of like one of our last hurrahs of of a character that was, you know, your Archie Bunker is just an asshole. He's a bad person. He's a judgmental person. He's wrong about everything. And fuck, he's funny as hell. Yeah. But was Al a bad person? I mean yeah, he did it
1: was just, He was, was
2: definitely terrible, you know he was definitely a uh not a not a moral person. He would steal, he would cheat and lie, and yeah, he was a terrible person. <laughs>
0: I, mean, <laughs> I think you see, like I see Al differently. I see him as a kind of guy who took shortcuts, but at the end of the day, he was always there for his family. He was always there for his wife. He never cheated on his wife. Even when Vanna White was in his bedroom, he didn't cheat on her because he couldn't, because he loved true, Peg right? too much. I feel like Al is like every man who wants to do something has these desires, but he 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 knows he has a family and he won't go further because he has a family. And I feel like Al's a good guy. He's just misunderstood. I feel like he's what we are now. would have. You
2: think? So? No, I mean literally. Yeah, Vano White wanted to fuck him. I mean, he didn't do. He didn't Is go through with it? it. Yeah, yeah. Was it Vanel White? There was more than one. Was for I White. wasn't
1: even allowed to watch Roseanne. He had so. a couple
2: of women them throw themselves at him over the years, and he yeah. never, he never went there. He was, That's a good point, actually. Yeah,
3: it was. But, I mean, Vanna was
2: a, White. a scumbag neighbor. He'd steal from his you know neighbors. Oh yeah, no. I mean, who who hasn't? Shit.
1: I think we can understand why our parents may not have wanted to have us look at him as a a strive to be not like him
2: because there were sticks up their butts i mean
1: (laughs) yeah
0: yeah. obviously yeah
2: i mean i wasn't allowed to watch Beavis and butthead and oh god if you want me to to not do to want me to do something as a teenager tell me i'm not allowed to do something because fuck that became my number one show in the world that's still my favorite show
0: (laughs) and it's coming back (laughs) it is again
1: i go nuts and then oh that that's terrible terrible
0: well, that's all reverse psychology thing with kids, too. It's like, okay, I caught my kid smoking a cigarette, so therefore smoke this whole pack and then talk to me. Yeah. It's one of those things. You give them what they want until they're sick of it and they move on to the next thing. Yeah. So I, I get it. I don't know if I would raise my kids that way. We have two girls, and I don't know if I would do that myself. But I can get the logic behind it. I mean, everybody does things differently. But as far as the whole social media thing goes because you guys are pretty big on social media you guys get a lot of hits on there you guys do social media the way that I wish I could do social media I just don't have the the drive to the, the press buttons and and log yeah. into things but as for far me as, it's, really it's like
2: it's it's a good a good place for me to like I I think of jokes and funny things all day long and I forget shit and, you know, I, I'm thinking how many, how many jokes have fell out of my head or how many funny observations have fell out of my head when I was a kid or when I was younger and didn't get written down just because I didn't have a means to, to throw them at. And that's kind of what I use Twitter as sort of my mental diarrhea when I, Hey, I have a funny joke. Or, I have a funny comment about, it. I throw it up there and that's uh yeah, it's a great place for me to sort of store my, my thoughts and uh, not lose stuff. And I, I take it to the extreme. I mean, I, whatever the fuck I'm thinking, I throw it up there, you
0: know? <laughs>
1: i I tell them not to sometimes yeah of course
0: i think yours is hilarious especially cal and i do have to ask you though what where did the reverend come from you have to explain the reverend to me
2: (laughs) i'm actually a reverend wait a second ministers i'm an ordained minister i actually do weddings and
0: stuff did you spend the 35 dollars or whatever it is online to get ordained or are you actually ordained
2: yeah, I yeah, I did the Universal Life Church and I actually spent the money um and got ordained online. So, but it's a totally legal ordination except for the state of Pennsylvania, I believe is the only state where they won't recognize me as a minister. But yeah, I can I can legally conduct I've legally conducted a number of weddings.
0: Now, how serious can one person take a wedding performed by somebody who can easily go online and get this? That's almost like saying, "Okay, so I want to be the president of the United States." I'm going to spend $35 online and become a senator, and then I'm going to become the president. It's just one of those weird things like that. Like, that's just me bashing religion kind of, I guess. And I take any mm-hmm. shot I can to bash religion.
2: And I, if I can also bash government, who, who, who's the fuck who said that they're allowed to give you a license either? So oh, please <laughs> I mean, do. Fuck it's
0: just as fuck fake government. as their power. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just I love because it
2: because people believe in the power, it exists. Yeah. So that's why their power exists to issue a marriage license, and that's why my power exists because people believe in it because hey, I'm a legal reverend and it doesn't require any more uh any more ordination or anything like that. Just, I mean what why is it necessary for someone to be a legal reverend to conduct a wedding?
0: Exactly. What is, what does the state anyone, care? Quickly. Yeah.
2: Also
0: <laughs> oh, oh, I think it's not, great.
2: I, I don't think that much of of you know asking the government for permission for anything, so I'm um, I'm sort of you know go back and forth on whether marriage legal marriage even matters to me other than tax purposes, you know. <laughs> yeah,
0: pretty much. I don't feel like marriage matters even because like I'm not married. My 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 wife and I call her my wife all the time, but we've been together for 15 years. I guess we're legal in certain states because we lived together for all those 15 I'm years. Laughing, yeah. Yeah, it's like common law, so it's like, I mean, like, sometimes she'll bring it up in joking manner, like, oh, where's my ring? And I'm like, well, do we really, like, what would it change? We've got two kids, we've been living together, we share everything, we've got bank account, credit card, and all this other shit, and these others' names. What would that change? Like, one
2: thing that changes is that you're suddenly fucking your relative.
0: <laughs> oh, God. We, we were, you just blew so many people's minds right there. You just ruined so many marriages, Kyle.
2: Speaking of fucking your relatives, Prince Philip died. Did you know they were cousins? Oh, for, thank for the Queen and the Prince Philip. Why are people sad that he died?
1: Oh, I don't know. He was a
2: okay dude. He had a decent sense of humor, but he's fucking almost a hundred. And oh my, yeah, he, I'm not that that sad about him. I'm just you know.
0: You look like he was dead for like a hundred years. <laughs>
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah, he looked like the uh, the preacher on uh, Poltergeist, you know. Exactly. <laughs> Dude,
0: from Poltergeist too, Let though. Let me like, my tea, I... Carol Ann. Oh, yeah. Bring me a scrumpet. Let me in. But goddamn it, like that son of a bitch had one of the most sinister quotes ever, and he said something to the effect of, "When I die, I want to come back as a plague and end the overpopulation, or some shit like that." And it's oh, like, oh. wait a second, you said that. And people are supposed to mourn you when you die. Like, dude, go fuck yourself. You're a horrible human being for that.
2: Yeah, he's barely a human being. He's a lizard person. I mean, oh. <laughs> I saw the oh. uh, the tribute that Prince Harry gave to his grandpa. It was like, thank was you for movie. your service. You'll be missed. And I'm like, that was the same. I, I gave a card to a guy that retired from my company. That's what I wrote <laughs> on his card is thanks for your service. Be missed. That's that's the amount of warmth that dude had for his lizard grandpa that little ginger step kid. that's not that's not a real kid by the way he's he was uh he was a bastard <laughs> yeah, step kid. Yeah, not a real
0: kid definitely not a part of that family
2: no 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 no. he's he's got kind of, i mean honestly i hate to be sexist but she's controlling him i mean it's almost a body trouble rebel and i, I get it you know saying, yes, I, dear, he's gonna throw his family under the bus for her that's cool <laughs>
0: I mean, do you feel bad for them, seriously? I mean, like, they were saying that they were thrown out on the streets, you have to get real jobs, and I oh, think he inherited hell. something like $20 million from Princess Di, his mother.
2: Oh, hell, I feel bad yeah. for them? Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck yes, them. Some, Not you know, some I some mean, she, has, the she has her own money. She, and, and honestly, they have, they're so famous. When you're that famous, you have a blank check. You just say, hey, I'm going to come to give a speech at your school, and you're going to pay me hundred grand, and the yeah. schools will fucking line up to have you. Yeah. So sorry, you you can't give me a, a, your shit about when you're that famous. You can't give me your poor speech. Go fuck yourself. You have to get a real job. Yeah, like he's doing any real jobs. He's like the outreach manager of a company. They gave him some fucked up title I've never heard before, like the chief uh, the chief charity officer of a company or something. Yeah, like that really fucking does anything. You have to go to a board meeting once a month and talk about you know yeah. what charity you want to give money to this month, and you get a salary. Yeah, fuck you, Harry, You little ginger Nazi.
0: I mean. So let me ask you guys this question, because you guys, I mean, Rita, I have a beef with you. Actually, I have two beefs with you right now. And let me oh, address beef one. All right, Cal, I want you to step aside for one second, my friend, because I have a huge beef with Rita. I got to rub one out anyway.
1: Oh, jeez.
0: All right. Well, make sure you, you tribute your wife, <laughs> because you said that you did not like the Bee Gees.
1: No. No. And that's the big not at problem all. in this house. Not at all. How the um, how do you
0: not like those angelic son of a bitches? What I they all look like Jesus. Jesus looks they the like. It's very Gibb. <laughs> it's, they, they all look like Jesus.
1: You know what? Maybe it all boils back to that Punky Brewster episode. Like with Andy a long time ago. And then mm-hmm. I listen to the stuff and I'm just like, these guys are terrible. Andy was oh. not in the Gees. He wasn't? No. No. Oh, see, this is how much I know about the Bee Gees.
0: <laughs> so maybe it's misplaced. I don't <laughs>
1: like disco. Mm. In the 70s, it was a really bad time for music, in my opinion, unless we're talking about some hard rock.
0: Yeah, rock was good, but the Bee Gees were amazing. I mean, just go ahead and listen to some Bee Gees tonight. I'll, I, 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 I tell you, listen to their greatest hits.
1: I would rather hey. gut myself with a spoon. And I told you I'm missing half my GI tract. No. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, like it just.
3: A woman.
1: Oh, hi. Oh, come on. There
0: you go. <laughs> You're out number here, girl. You're out number.
1: Jeez. <laughs> oh, well, you could talk to him about the Eagles.
0: Fuck you. Oh, I like the Eagles too. Oh, Life in the fast lane. I even like the what's sticker. your other
2: beef with Rita though? I think there was two.
0: Oh Jesus Christ! The fact that she does not hug you enough because you are a very huggable human being. I love your Twitter account. She doesn't hug me enough. Well, at least in my opinion, because if, because if I were you, or or if I were her rather, I would have my arms around you right now, my friend, because you are such an amazing human being. You're funny as hell.
1: He's hilarious. You
0: play the guitar really well. I what? You play the guitar really well. I saw those videos that you guys are posting on their Twitter account. You were playing the guitar. Yeah, like she posted a video of you playing the guitar once.
2: Oh yeah. $10. Yeah, I've got a few of those. Yeah, was it with uh, was it the Corona song or which one which one did you hear? You oh,
0: saying? I th- I think it was a Corona song that I saw. It was a, it was a few months back, but it was really entertaining. It was very good.
2: Oh, okay. Well, thanks. yeah, I, I think you need to hug me more.
1: Yeah, um, you I'll kiss you on your forehead. No, I think what he's trying to be is um, David Koresh. That's what you're trying to be, right? <laughs>
2: I'm trying to be oh, David, David Koresh? Koresh.
1: Yeah.
2: Wow. <laughs> that I don't know. I
1: think he's always wanted a cult.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think
1: that's what he's going for.
2: Cult is a cult funny of word. Right? <laughs> the cult this of is what
1: he wants. To make life more simple. He thinks everybody sucks and should just listen to him and everything will be fine
0: nothing wrong with that he and...
1: wanted to start a revolution and that's why we hopped on to twitter i actually wanted to see if he would spend less time on twitter than he did on facebook oh man Oof. yeah no
2: actually, yeah, I, I, I took the uh, the dick jokes from my family to to took them worldwide <laughs> so yeah no, like, actually, okay
1: we're taking this to twitter you need to, your yeah,
2: case. I've, I've started, I wanted to start a revolution since I was like eight years old, honestly. And I literally tried to start one in, in second grade and I was dejected to my classmates couldn't get behind. We can do whatever the fuck we want because there's a lot of us and they never quite got behind. Like it was against the rules. You can't do that. I'm like, well, yeah, but there's a lot of us and there's like a few of them. Why the <laughs> fuck do they make the rules? Why can't we walk on the grass? And they were like, well, but you know, why would you want to do that? I'm like, because it's there. Yes. And they just I, I was I have found myself slowly more and more dejected with humanity because I'm like, there's more of us than there are of them. Why are they in charge? Exactly. So I've never gotten through, never gotten past that. I don't know. They, people said I have a problem with authority. I'm like, well, yeah, don't you?
0: Now, I do have to be honest with you. I did have a little white lie there because the my actual other beef with Rita was because I was looking through my Twitter feed the other day and I saw that she liked a tweet. And this is my actual other beef. Ooh. She liked a tweet from Joe Biden.
3: Oh,
1: yeah. Sorry.
0: I hate Joe Biden. So I just want to ask you, like, what side of the fence are you guys on politically here?
1: I am in the middle. I'm left-leaning. But I'm straight in the middle. I want to consider myself a libertarian.
0: And I'm above it
2: all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I understand. Um, I used to be far right at one point, And I'm definitely not now.
2: I've always been kind of a borderline anarchist and I don't, I don't really, I don't like being told what to do and I don't like my money being taken that sort of, uh, you know, sort of. Keeps me out of both political parties. I don't like um, yeah. bombing other countries. and I don't like war. And I don't like uh, trillions of dollars of money spent a year in defense. And I don't like all, all those kind of things. And it really puts me outside the political spectrum. And honestly, I don't really think voting fucking matters that much.
1: I think Joe I is,
2: think you can flip a uh, coin between the Democrats and Republicans, and it wouldn't make that much of a difference. I mean, other than the rhetoric, if the rhetoric changes. Everything else stays the same. And that's what I feel about Joe Biden is he offers, hey, I'm going to be all this stuff different when he got elected because he told Wall Street, hey, guys, nothing is going to change. That's Mm -hmm. how he got elected. Wall Street was like, oh, well, he's not Trump and he's not going to make us do anything differently like Bernie Sanders or like Elizabeth Warren or like any of these people are going to do. They were going to change banking. And Joe Biden's like, I'm not going to change your banking bullshit. And they're like, okay, now you're the president.
1: We were both on the Yang Gang.
2: Andrew Yang, uh, I just like Andrew Yang because he was so different. He was offering a little bit of a different uh, alternative. uh, And I'm like, you know, it's refreshing to say, hey, someone who's not just offering nonsense rhetoric.
0: There's a lot I don't like about the Democrats. There's a lot I don't like about the Republicans. But I hate about the Democrats is what's good for you is not good for us. But when, you know, we don't like something, it's going to be bad for you. But when we want to use the same thing, it's good for us. It, It just... The whole packing the court thing and the whole filibuster thing. It's like, okay, so you guys want to use a filibuster? It's not good when you guys have power. But for us, we're going to break the filibuster. We're going to do whatever the hell we want. When we have power. And you look at some of the policies that they threw out there, as far as like you know, the whole COVID relief package. Nine percent was used for COVID relief. We're looking at the whole Green New Deal. Is is, is really what this whole uh, infrastructure package is? And then you ask, what's infrastructure? And it's basically everything under the sun. Mm-hmm. I just don't like Democrats anymore because when I was growing up, I mean, as a Hispanic male in New Jersey, you're told that Republicans are racist. They're just, why? Because because they are. Okay, so I guess I'm going to vote Democrat. And then you vote Democrat your whole life and then you grow up and you start listening to other sides and viewpoints. And then you see what's happening now where the Democrats are kind of throwing everything into race. Like everything is race related. And you're like, wait a second, why? And then you take a step back. You're like, why the fuck is everything revolve around race? And you kind of see what their true colors are, but I kind of sound like a far right Republican, but I'm really not. I just want to have conversations with people. And
2: no, I understand it to me. It's, it's, that's what I mean when I say the rhetoric is different is they're selling it to you differently. They're selling their, their, total control over over the economy over your life over all that stuff in a different way they're selling it to to you know for your own protection the other Republicans are selling it because it's the better way to do things they're both selling it and it's just a matter of the way that these think tanks have have can have have sort of condensed all of their arguments condensed all the things they want and said okay these are the talking points that we're going to go with and this is how we're going to sell the things we want we're going to sell it because racism sells well we're going to sell it because, you know, we can call this someone an anti-Semite if they don't do this. We can do – and they just find ways to sell. And it's nothing to do with race or anything. It's just their bullshit policies that they found a unique way to to offer, and people eat it up. And, yeah, yeah the, it does anger me that people eat it up, but they eat it up whatever it is. It doesn't matter. People are always eating it up, and it's sort of a, what I've come to expect, I guess.
0: It's amazing. Uh, yeah. They basically said, like, hey – we are going to make things better. We're going to unite the country. And all I've seen is nothing but the vision. And yeah, it's, it's worse, Yeah, I've seen nothing but people like I go to grocery stores now. And if you pull your mask down for a second to take a deep breath of air, someone will point at you and say, no, pull that shit up. They basically effectively turned us against each other over a mask, over color now, because what I said about the whole BLM movement, and as far as like everything that's going on is you're basically taking one group of people and saying we need to help them. But the way yeah. that Democrats are wording certain things is it's making it seem like you're putting one above the other. So what does that sure. breed? Resentment.
2: Well, to me, I mean, I love BLM because I think the police are horribly abusive and I think about all the things right. they yeah. do in our world. And they're, but, yeah, they're doing it to everybody, though. And I'm like, I wish it would be just a fuck the police movement. I'm that I mean, uh, I'm I'm all am good with black with Black Lives Matter because I want the police's I want their bullshit exposed and I'm hoping if they stop doing it to black people they'll stop doing it to all of us you know I'm hoping that oh, it's sort of a whiplash effect but uh, yeah they, the to the police it's way over need for major major reform and not just in the way they treat black people but in the way they view themselves the way they view them their job. They view, view themselves as sort of there to raise money for the, for the state. They're looking at the most profitable crimes to raise for, not the ones that are hurting society, not the ones that are hurting people, but the ones they can make the most money off of because they need to pay the judges. They need to pay the system, and that's what cops have seen, and they're basically revenue officers, and that's what needs to change. And it doesn't mean mm-hmm. – it doesn't matter if you're black or white. If you're poor, they're going to abuse you because they can because it's profitable to abuse poor people. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: I
2: feel like
1: there's a better system. What I don't like is that there's not going to be a middle class anymore. Like that sucks.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you've got two classes of people. Now you have people that vote for the right or people that vote for the left. You drink Coke, or do you drink Pepsi? I mean, like that's literally how we're going down this line. Now we're the the country's being split in half. And I thought we're supposed to get some sort of a unity. Like everyone is supposed to be under the same umbrella. Everything's for everybody. And, Every time you turn on a TV, it's race, 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 no matter what it is. Let me tell is, you one thing. Money. If
2: you want to unite people, you want people united, They people unite unite against me and hate almost universally when I tell them your vote doesn't mean a fucking thing and you're wasting your goddamn yeah. time going to vote. Everybody yeah. hates that. It's universal. It's like, oh, no, no. If you can't vote, if you don't vote, you can't vote complain I'm like yeah, you believe this shit I, I know i understand but you're really wrong it's really kind of stupid that that's what unites people is that voting although all these problems all these things happen all these co- corruption happens voting is still the most important thing in the planet why i mean you're picking yeah. from the shittiest of two options that could come up with that aren't going to change a damn thing why does it matter which one i go with
0: and who said they have to be 80 year old men that you're voting for? Like, why can't the age be lowered? You think that's when you're 80 a, years old... You're that's
1: where I, I think there needs to be age gaps because I mean no disrespect, but I think you see now.
2: I mean, uh, yes. Yes. No, but what they really need, they need to allow uh, smartphone voting. 19-year-old kids are not going to go sit in line at the VFW for three and a half hours with the fogies and vote. They don't give a shit enough. You put it on an app, they'll care. And you'll get young people that actually vote. And you're going to get these old fogies out of office. And that's why they don't want... Any more access to voting. That's why they make it as difficult as possible because all the fogies have nothing to do with their lives. I hate to be derogatory towards old people. All the old people have nothing yeah. to do with their lives. They're going to be the ones that vote and they're going to vote in the old people. I think if they're afraid, hey, if we give the young people better access to voting, they're going to fucking vote some young people in.
1: We should just give free joints away to people that vote.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I, I and, or, you know, one. Give, give like vouchers for Taco Bell or something because there's something in it for them. Mm
0: hmm. No, I agree. And I do feel a certain way about the voting thing because if you're 19 years old and you can vote, but you can't buy alcohol, there's something wrong with this picture. Either one has to change or the other has to change. Yeah. You know, like, so, like, I can buy a beer at 21, but I can't buy a beer when I'm 19, but I can vote for the most important role in the country. Something doesn't add up here. If I can die for my country at 18 and and the Army, why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? No, yeah, they need to
2: set a hard rule on what's an adult, what's not an adult, honestly. Exactly. If you're an adult at 18, you get all the privileges of that come with being an adult.
0: And the I mean, same thing with age of consent in certain situations, too. Like, if I'm an 18-year-old and I have sex with a 16-and-a-half-year-old, I mean, like, this 18-year-old can get his life ruined for life.
2: They honestly, they just need to make half plus seven a law. Don't yeah. exceed half plus seven of your age.
0: Yeah, or maybe within, like, like, and, and this is something that was a Kevin Hart joke where he said maybe an age of consent app. Where, like, you have an app where you have to have someone sign, like, yes, I'm letting them screw me. And you put your fingerprint down and it's recorded in this app. And maybe that's where we're going. Correct. So you can never be sued or, or be thrown in jail for something that you didn't consent to or whatever. Yeah.
2: Well, before you come into our bedroom, you have Permission to, you have to sign our non disclosure. Yes. We're going to have to come up with a non disclosure agreement, Rita. We're going to be famous. So we're, if we're going to invite <laughs> all kinds of chicks into our bedroom, we're going to. Uh, hey, sorry. No, I just, no. It's not
1: the case. <laughs>
2: okay, I, I, I just I, I I rephrased it incorrectly, but we're gonna have to have a non-disclosure agreement.
0: I feel like that's where we're headed as a, as a culture, as a society. I mean, I don't know where this whole thing is going, but I just feel like it's going down the wrong path. I mean, like if if I had my dream, ideal America, it would just be people respecting each other, people having conversations, people just doing whatever the hell they wanted to do with respect to others. Treat each other as you would treat one another or as you would want someone to treat you. The same thing that your parents taught you when you were a kid. I feel like that credence has been lost. And now it's either do as I say, think as I think. And if you don't think that way, you're canceled, you're gone, you're finished. And at the point now, like we're on social media now censoring ourselves because we're afraid of what other people might think of what we really want to say. And yeah. people are not saying what they really want to say because they're afraid of what other people may think. And I've it,
2: had to be really careful yeah. since January to not talk about starting insurrections and stuff because people are misinterpret things I say. I mean, that's, that's kind of what I'm trying to do. But people, I, I've had to be kind of quiet about. Hey, you know, I'm down with raiding the, the capital. I didn't really care about the uh, the outcome. I was just like, fuck, I think need this needs to happen way more often. And people, I've had to censor myself because I'm like, Twitter's throwing off all my friends.
0: <laughs> I got banned from Twitter for months yeah. because I said. Joe Biden is a dipshit. You said I got he, banned.
2: He got banned for saying, oh, my God.
0: Yeah. I've said way I, worse than that.
2: Yeah. I, I, I had I, actually four and a half million hits because I called Amy Klobuchar a monster.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's Amy Klobuchar. She doesn't matter in, that, and, you know, in their eyes. But but Joe Biden posted, I forgot what it was. It was like beginning of December, and, he, and I said, shut up, you dipshit. Wow. And they banned me. For months. Honestly,
2: I, I it's hard for me to make fun of Biden because I don't like to punch down, and I think he's—I yeah. don't think he knows what he's doing. I mean, he, he literally—he said he wakes up and asks his wife every morning, "Where is he?"
3: He's, he's fucking
2: out of his mind. He's like—he's just trying to get the right color of Jello. I mean, that's where he, where he's at with life. The man's I an mean, empty suit of a president. I, I don't like to make fun of him because I feel bad for him. He doesn't know what this, he's doing.
0: This is elder abuse at the highest order. <laughs> My God. <laughs> but we got banned. I just
1: from didn't think that it could get yeah. any weirder. And it keeps on getting weirder.
0: Well, you know, Joe Biden might slide in your DM soon and he might be the next person. He's like, Hey, can I smell your hair? <laughs> <laughs> no, he likes him. He could, be, <laughs> he could be the next one.
1: Oh no, I've yeah, never, I've he, never really liked him as a choice. I think that he's doing a better job. Than- and actually,
2: you know how much trouble she got in with some of her uh, left wing uh, oh. friends by repeating a joke that I've been making for uh-huh. years.
1: I'm uh-huh. saying,
2: yeah, you, you might be doing like Donald Trump, but I would let Trump babysit my daughters. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> exactly. I wouldn't let Biden. And people had like, gotten so furious about that. But I'm like, it's the God's honest truth. I've never seen I Trump be being creepy around children.
0: <laughs> I think he'd be fun. He would order McDonald's. He'd let him watch Home Alone 2. And, you know, he'd have a great time. Yeah.
2: I mean, I don't think Trump's a great person or anything, but I would trust him around my kids. I wouldn't let Biden around my kids.
0: Oh hell no! I mean, you yeah. don't know what the hell he's going to do with them. He's going to walk around butt naked, like, like who knows? I mean,
2: I've seen know to... what he's going to do with them. He's going to whisper in their ear and smell their hair and put their hands on their tits and like she's nine, brother. You telling? You asking if she's eighteen? That's gross.
1: I All right, so here's. Need to remind him where he is sometimes, and that's what's yeah. sad. You don't know what he's signing if you have to remember. You know, you have to tell him, hey,
2: <laughs> Joe, we're in the White House. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: I don't even watch the news, nerd.
2: Hmm? I, don't. I don't let her. I don't. <laughs> I filter the news for her. She gets too upset.
1: I get it. like, I'm too much of an empath where I will, you know how he was starting at like revolutions at eight years old? I was worrying yeah. about the starving children in other countries giving myself ulcers.
2: That's why this whole COVID thing started. I I refused to let her even look at a computer, watch the news. I said, you will get your code information for me because I know what's going to happen if you get uncontrolled access to the news. I'm going to come home and she's going to be in a fetal position because it's happened. (laughs) I mean, so, if I can't get so I'd like you, it's not that big of a deal, Rita. Yeah, it's a it's a mutant virus. It's 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 a mutant. It doesn't mean it's different. It doesn't mean it's worse. It's a it's a mutation. It's normal. Calm down. <laughs> yeah, I literally I she called me one day or she went on Twitter complaining that she thinks she has MS. I'm like, what the fuck? The I get a hold of her, and some neighbor lady said that you've got all these you know, neurological conditions. It must be MS. And you had, had Rita convinced that she has MS now. Three hours went by, and I'm like, you're, you have what the fuck? When did you have MS? I'm like, it doesn't make sense, Rita. But yeah, she, So, yeah, I, I kind of filter the news for her. I filter the world for Rita a little bit.
1: Yeah, when I say I live in a vacuum, I really do live in a vacuum. And when I say I don't know what's going on, I really don't know what's going on. I think that I'm better not. That might make me a sheep. I'm just trying to filter out a bunch of bullshit in this bullshit world.
0: Well, the thing is, is like you are filtered and and, and you stay out of it all. But but you're active on Twitter, which means you're only going to get one side of the fence because they only allow one side of the fence because they filter everyone else out. No, and that's, why it, that's yeah.
1: why it sucks. It
2: definitely. Left wing definitely goes way further on Twitter. You definitely get a lot more. Oh, absolutely a lot more crap and
1: facebook is more right wing so i just evade facebook and i'm on twitter
2: holy shit did i piss off the entire left wing ones i i put Uh. out a tweet it was a poll asking which of the four of the squad is the hottest and oh my god (laughs) I tens of thousands of messages it was insane
0: i voted for aoc and i saw that you got a lot of heat people were like hating on you you got retweeted a lot on that one you got bashed a lot you lost followers
2: yeah thousands thousands and thousands of blocks and thousands of delete this delete this you assholes i'm just like and they're like would you ask this the same from from males and i'm like yes i just did actually no one cared
0: (laughs) 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 i voted for aoc by the way oh god how could you not (laughs) Oh, easily easily man like i told my wife in the last episode we recorded i'm like yeah if she showed up at the door asking for a vote she would get more than the vote absolutely so let me ask you guys, because you guys live in you know uh, one of the worst run states, in my opinion, as far as the whole COVID situation goes. You guys have fucking Gretchen Whitmer, that piece of shit. How did you guys deal with the whole COVID situation over the past year plus of COVID? Like, what was your situation like? God,
2: she's um, been a nightmare. I mean, other than you know, yeah, she's 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 a, she's a nightmare. You can you can see herself in your in her face, by the way. She's shiny,
0: but um, she's evil.
2: No, it's just been nuts. It's like. Uh, the last, we were like begging and the cases were dropping last April and May and our cases were dropping and she's keeping everything closed. And she actually, she pissed off. What really hurt her is she banned, uh, boating. Yeah. And this is Michigan. There's nothing but fucking lakes in Michigan. <laughs>
0: you're going people here.
2: don't have to go to work and people have nothing to do. They're going to go on their boat. My brother goes fishing every everything. spare chance he gets and they took away his fucking boat. And he's <laughs> like, I'm sitting there by myself in the middle of the lake fishing but not seeing a soul, how the hell could I be spreading COVID? And, yeah, that, that really that pissed off a lot of Michigan. I mean, that's when she really yeah. pissed off the hunters. That's when the people started showing show up at the Capitol with, with guns. I'm like, these fuckers were going fishing last weekend until you decided to, to take it away. Now they're at your doorstep with fucking guns. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, she's been a nightmare. And she's really, they've sort of cut her balls off her. I don't know if she's not allowed to do emergencies anymore or what. But she's yeah, just started, yeah, they took her power away. She sort of dropped a, a, a voluntary emergency, said everything's going to have to close for two weeks, and we're going to have to all use the honor system. And we're like, yeah, bitch, okay. <laughs> it's like, my business is failing. No, I'm not closing. Go fuck yourself.
0: And the funny thing about her, too, was like the whole boating thing was her husband went out a week later and was like, hey, do you know who my wife is? I'm he taking my boat to out.
2: to line to get his boat yeah. in the water. For, yeah. Great optics there, pal.
0: <laughs> so – let me ask you this, because like, I have very strong feelings about COVID-19, and, and, and people have accused me of being a vaccine denier, which I am not, because we yeah. have all our kids' vaccine. We just don't trust this one. We don't trust COVID. We don't trust the numbers. We don't trust anything about this, because it has been highly political. I, yeah. I am of the opinion if they never brought this on TV, if Obama got a third, fourth term, and Trump never got in here, I don't yeah. think things would have played out the same way. I think they would have just been like, hey. We something, may not may or may
2: not have even noticed for a while. Exactly. It's there yeah. wouldn't have been a big deal. No, no. If we hadn't jumped the gun and and, and panicked, I, I don't think we would have. It would have taken us several months to even notice that there's an increase in cases. No, no. It, we got it. Like, yeah, we, we had we had COVID. What was it? April, March, March or April?
0: Oh, so and honestly,
2: have... what's that?
0: Oh, oh wait. So you guys had it.
2: Yeah, yeah, we had it right at the beginning. Yeah, right when the, the lockdown oh. started, we had it. Okay. And yeah, it was as sick as I've ever been, but I wouldn't have really noted uh, that it was, I thought it would have been a bad flu or something. Right. Uh, it wasn't That's noteworthy. And our bo- the kids got, our daughters got it, and they were sick for a day or two. I would have sent them to school if I didn't know there was something going on. I would have sent them to school yeah. because they weren't sick. They weren't very sick. So yeah, it's... Some people it's hitting hard, but for the most people it's it's not. And yeah, the vaccines, as much as you could say you know, they're proven, they aren't because they haven't existed long enough. Exactly. Someone's saying, you know, what are the vaccines going to do after a year? I'm like, it is knowable because it did not exist. You you can't yeah. possibly know what it's gonna do after a year because it didn't exist. Now, if you're seventy years old and you have emphysema, definitely worth a chance because the shit's gonna kill you. If you're yeah. 35 years old and a healthy person, chances are you're going to spend a week in bed and feel like crap and you'd be better. So I, that's, that's the point we're at in this country is we have, we have vaccinated most of the people that are at risk of dying to the point where it doesn't matter that much anymore. If it's not killing people,
0: who cares? Right. My whole thing about this is the whole celebrity aspect, the whole like, Hey, we have to push this down your throats every two seconds. It makes me fearful of what's next. Because I feel like they're going to try to mandate this thing somehow, some way. The government kind of took a step back with the vaccine passports, but they're also opening the door for local businesses to say, hey, you might need a vaccine to come here. You need a vaccine to go to Disneyland. You need a vaccine to go into Walmart. That's what I'm afraid of.
2: I think it's going to happen to a limited extent before they realize how bad it gets with... Honestly, that cancel culture is going to blow up in their face a little bit here because... People are really pissed and people are really ready to fight back. And the first company, the first business that says, says every employee must get this vaccine, holy fuck, I feel bad for them because yeah. they're going to get blown up. And the first, you know, first restaurant that says you must have your vaccine paperwork, they're going to have protesters picketing and breaking windows at night and shit. So the, <laughs> the, 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 system, the people are going to fight back against this. So it depends on how hard they're willing to push. But honestly, by the time it's really into it, I, think the, the, I don't think it's going to go through because the, the panic was gone. People aren't going to be dying. People aren't going to be panicking anymore. Hopefully. Anyway, (laughs) we'll see.
0: I was scared for probably the first week when before it even came here. And I remember them talking about this magical thing that was happening in China. And they were saying people were falling dead in the streets. I remember this like it was yesterday. Mm -hmm. They were saying people were falling dead in the streets when this virus got inside of them. And I'm like, holy shit, I hope that doesn't come here. And then they said it was here. And I was at work one day and they were like, yeah, you guys have to go home immediately, lock everything down and get the fuck out for two weeks. I'm like, all right. Mm. I came home, talked to my wife. I went and got myself a big bottle of rum and I'm like, I'm going to drink. We're not going to leave the house. We're going to shut the windows and we're good. After that first week, I'm like, yeah, something doesn't feel right about this. Mm. And it still doesn't feel right. And I still have that same stink where it's like, yeah, I just feel like they're fucking with us here. Like they're doing something. Well, then you it's look, it's a, I
2: think it's a test case, whether it's intentional or not. They're testing to see, you know, what we'll tolerate.
0: Absolutely.
2: And our reaction to this is going to tell a whole lot is when the next big crisis comes, how much they're going to be able to try to even get away with. And so I think it's important right now if we fight back as hard as possible, let them know, hey, this is not important enough for you to be pulling this draconian bullshit. I think it's they're going to take a step back next time and say, hey, you know, they. They got pretty pissed last time we pulled this shit. Is it really worth it? And for them to take a value judgment and say, hey, this time, is it worth it to go? I mean, honestly, if something like polio, a new form of polio started spreading around the world, holy fuck, whatever draconian measures are taking are necessary to get that shit under control because that's worth it. Because that's horribly infectious. Yeah. It's horribly deadly. If it's, if it's bad enough, yeah, these measures are going to be uh, way more necessary. But I, I just don't think the the data has ever really supported that it's that necessary to go this insane.
0: Do you feel like it's too late though? Because we took a lot, and I don't know if I'm more disappointed in our government or the people that let the government bend them over backwards for a year plus over something with a ninety-nine point like nine percent survival rate.
2: We well, let them do this. Yeah, honestly, I think. I, I think um, this definitely I, I think but definitely the world needs to wake up call because there is the potential that something like this could be bad enough that it could have made us that could have put us into extinction or close to extinction. It's sure. possible. I, agree. And I think and I, I think if maybe this panic, this little bit of overreaction is good because it's going to start getting us to ask questions and it's they're going to get where do these viruses come from? And I think that's a lot of people are are, are per- they're afraid to, to answer that question because it seems racist. But viruses, where they originate, is basically mm-hmm. in China and Southeast Asia. Yeah. I mean, not being racist, that's the fact because they don't have a respect for the way animals and livestock should be interacting with the public. Mm-hmm. In America, you have a slaughterhouse which is far away from anybody in the public, and there is 18 employees and they're monitored.
0: They got those fucking uh, white bars. But, yeah.
2: yeah, they have those. Those. where you slaughter live animals in the middle yeah. of a crowded, uh, crowded market? That is like an accident waiting to happen. happen, and I think it's it's time the world says, "Hey, you you fuckers are going to kill us all if you don't quit." And honestly, if if we clean that up, these little common colds and flus that circulate every season, they're going to go away. That's where they come from. Also, these these flu, all the flus that don't really cause that much problem, and all the colds, your common cold, they originate in Asia. That's where they come from. They used to come from other places. They used to. I mean, the Spanish flu was from Nebraska.
0: Exactly. And I, that's, I don't like the Spanish flu phrase because, I mean, like being a, a Hispanic, obviously, I'm a little bit protective of that phrase, but yeah. I mean, it, it came from Nebraska. Exactly. So well, the only
2: reason it's the Spanish flu is because Spain was the only country not involved in World War One at the time. And they were the ones that weren't censoring yeah. their media. That's exactly. why Spain. That's why it got on Spain. Everybody else was pretending it didn't exist because they're fighting this fucking war. But yeah, it's, yeah, you're right. It's not fair that Spain got blamed for that shit. That was our that was our problem.
0: Now, do you think people are ever going to wake up to the fact or do you think the truth is ever going to come out to this? Because when you look at the numbers, when you look at like how the flu went from like hundreds of thousands of cases a year and fatalities to basically nothing. Do you think people are going to look back at this and be like, what the hell happened to the flu? Because there was a very famous. uh, What the hell do you guys? Because you guys are good at social media, not me. GIF. Is it what they call like like a GIF or is it called a GIF? It's a GIF. It's a GIF. 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 Thank you. Yes. Thank you for that. Because the, my the G wife...
2: stands for graphic, so it's GIF. <laughs>
0: thank you, GIF. Okay, thank you. So there's one that says, okay, so well, how'd the flu go away? And the next person goes, because we're wearing uh face masks and we're social distancing, and then the person goes back to them, well, how come COVID-19 hasn't gone away? And the person goes back to them, well, because we haven't been wearing face masks and dot, <laughs> dot, dot, and the person sure. shows an angry face at the end. So it's like, where do we start to wake up and say, okay, there's something afoot here. There's something well, wrong. I actually, I, a I have a good,
2: bio, I have a good biological answer to that question. Is that actually a good reason? I,
0: I need mean, you for this.
2: If you, I mean, the influenza is a, is one type of virus. And then uh, coronavirus is basically, it's similar to a cold. That's, that's what I think 30 to 40% of colds are coronaviruses. The rest are rhinoviruses. Mm-hmm. They're very different viruses. Colds are more severe, but they're nowhere near as transmittable. Um, your average, you know, the average person with a flu infects, I think 2.2 people and a cold is five or six. So flu colds are naturally more infectious. They are, um, they, they last longer. They, they take a a harder, um, hold, you know, a, a smaller amount of viruses will take hold whereas flu, you need a larger viral transfer. So it's easier to get the flu from some easier to get a cold than it is to get the flu. So we're taking, we're, we're taking precautions against this, you know, essentially a cold. I mean, that's what coronavirus is. COVID-19 is a very serious cold. A very infectious virus is still spreading because it's very infectious, but we're protecting ourselves against this one that's not very infectious. So the flu, we kicked its ass. And I think, I mean, I think they're underreporting the flu numbers, but we definitely kicked the flu's ass because it doesn't transfer very fast. The flu doesn't spread fast. flus are, flus are slow. And I think that's that's really what happened is we sort of beat the flu.
0: Do you think masks are here forever?
2: No, no, no. People are once you stop requiring them, they're gonna stop. I mean, in Michigan, it's already getting to the point where smaller stores aren't requiring them anymore. Like grocery stores, they're required, but yeah, smaller stores, they're not anymore. So no, I mean, once you stop requiring people to wear them, they're gonna stop wearing them. I certainly sure won't. Someone's like, well, what, you know, how long, how long are you gonna wear a mask? I'm like, when well, I'm not forced to wear one anymore. I've oh, yeah. never worn a mask voluntarily. It's because they make me.
1: I I already have. Like I already wore masks a lot of times in the doctor's office because of my health condition.
2: Yeah,
0: because you're at risk.
1: Right, right. But
2: yeah, but I'm no. I I will wear a mask as long as I'm forced to as as criteria to enter enter the grocery store. That's why I put it on is because they won't let me in the grocery store without it on. I'd
1: like you to think because I love my family.
2: Well, it's it's it's. <laughs> Mm. I, I think people don't understand that it, it's, a, it's a sense of security But the mask really doesn't protect you against shit
3: Come on. Not. Not.
2: I mean When you take your mask And you r- rub your face You immediately yeah. just eliminated every precaution The mask just took for you Because you took everything you just touched All the germs you, you collected in your hands Throughout the entire store And you rubbed your eyes with it
0: Yeah my whole thing is pageantry because, like, I wear a fucking gator, which is nothing. It's just one thing that you pull up, and it's just for pageantry. It's all for show. Yeah. And I can breathe. It was just fine. And and my gator, I pulled it up today, actually, when we went to a Lowe's grocery store down here in South Carolina, Myrtle Beach. Shout out to Lowe's grocery store. And uh, I smelled something I ate the other night. I'm like, yeah, how good is this thing? And it's the same one I've been using, the same mask that everyone's been using because I work at another place at another location down here in South Carolina and I can talk to people face to face. Cause I do a work at home job and you know, during my day job and whatever. But when I do my other job, like I can see people, they pull their mask down and talk for some odd reason. And I can see like dried up lipstick on their mask when like a woman. So, and I'm like, you're wearing the same mask. How safe is that? <laughs> I can see all. like dirt prints on their fucking yeah. mask. Like, yeah, that's the same mask you've been wearing for months. How is that better? yeah how is that better nothing makes sense here
2: it's really not no it's for show it's it's the sort of yeah that's upset everybody i think the the grocery stores are doing it because the state will get will come down harder on them you know they're trying to avoid making waves and the the grocery store employee people that are giving the the employees shit i'm like they're making 12 bucks an hour at best and they're just doing their fucking job i mean they've been told to make everybody wear masks don't make their day harder you're an asshole Go that's write whatever. the CEO. Go harass them. They're the ones making the decision. Don't harass the kid making making 10 bucks an hour in the middle of a pandemic. Fuck you. Oh my God. Be, be, be a human being. <laughs> yeah, fight your battles, but fight the right people, you know? Fight with someone who actually can make a decision.
0: Exactly. And that's why I wear it, because my wife tells me, she's like, hey, you have a temper. Make sure you wear it, because if someone says something to you, you're going to flip out. So that's why I wear one when I go into a location that requires me to wear one. But my question to you is this, as far as the bureaucrats go, like the Anthony Fauci's and the guys that are like controlling, like he is the real president of the United States. He's been for the past year. (laughs) This guy's been telling us. I don't know
2: how he won re-election, by the way. I got to look into that.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. This guy's a piece of shit. I I fucking hate Anthony Fauci. I mean, if you say everything all the time, of course you're right 100% of the time, but you're also wrong 100% of the time because you're saying everything. If I told you, Oh, yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to beat the uh, Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. But the Buccaneers are going to beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Of course I'm right, but of course I'm wrong too. This guy, never get, he, he never gets credit for being wrong. It's, it's the same way I feel about religion. God gets all the credit when a boxer wins a match. He knocks him. Oh, I give credit to God. But when that same guy gets knocked out, oh, well, I just got knocked out. Yeah. I feel that way about Fauci oh, Fauci was right about this. But they never say he was wrong about something else. That's This is uh, almost a cult. It's a fucking religion now with the fucking mask and what the fuck he says. I love Stevie Johnson
2: from the Buffalo Bills once when he he dropped the the game-winning touchdown pass. And he tweeted out, you know, God, why are you doing that to me, God? And I'm like, everyone got mad at him. I'm like, but everyone thanks God when they catch the pass, you can't blame him when you drop it? What the fuck? I'm like, I I respect
0: the guy a lot more now. Me too. And, And I... If only we were doing a video chat, you could see my smile as you were telling because <laughs> I knew where you were going. I was so fucking happy that you brought that up, because it was amazing. <laughs> Great moment.
1: Yeah. You can but have it every week the... if you want.
0: Mm, there we go. Oh, my God. We've gone two hours. Can you believe it? Holy cow.
2: Yeah, we have. I and gotta figure
0: out what's for dinner. Holy cow! <laughs> now my whole thing is, you guys have to start doing your podcast again because I like because I was really a big fan of your show, and that's why we kept in touch these past couple of years. And we keep saying we're going to do something, we're going to do something, and it never happens because last week I'm going to admit I had too many seltzers and I was very hungover. Ah, oh, okay.
2: Um. Yeah, I don't have that excuse. I don't drink, but uh, I do smoke a lot of weed, so that'll be my
1: excuse. <laughs> yeah, and he's got some CTE, and I'm just mm. a spaz. Yeah. I do try to communicate with him and tell him, you know, hey, people want this, but trying to get him to listen doesn't always work. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that that would be great. as season two. We've been promising people that. It's really thing. his content that people yeah. want to listen to.
0: So you guys write your show. What is that process even like? Because we don't write our shit. We just kind of get on the mic and talk shit, and that's what happens. I basically write the whole thing out. Um, We
2: started out, I think the first show we did, we sort of went on the cuff, off the cuff, on the cuff, off the the cuff. And it didn't didn't sound good. And then I I think I, I... I, I tend to to kind of go over her and make her a uh, you know just yeah uh huh yeah uh huh so yeah the second show and on I actually wrote the whole thing I wrote uh, her 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 lines and stuff and you know she goes off off course and stuff like that also but uh, it sort of keeps us on track so but yeah the um the, the the banter back and forth that's that's more me talking inside my own head.
0: <laughs> no, I do that myself. I I understand. I'll tell you what though, you guys have a really good show and I, I, I think you guys are really onto something and I want to hear more, man. Like that's the thing. And, uh, as far as like writing out the shows, it, it, it's really tough to do that. And we kind of found our groove just by just fucking doing it, just talking. And, uh, yeah. we, we know each other better than anybody else knows each other. And, uh, that's how it happens, and even when you have people on the show, like, we just said this whole thing, I didn't have a question written down, except for I did want to hear Rita's stories about the whole fucking perv thing, because that cracks me up every
1: single time. Oh, my gosh, I, there's some great ones that we didn't get, and we're going to have to come back when I, once I have actually compiled. There's uh, just so many, so I
0: many. I love them. I, I, I love them so much. They're so funny. <laughs> But once you hit your groove, you hit your groove, and then you just go, man, and that's just how it goes. I freaking love it, and uh, I I want you guys to start doing it again because I really do like your shows. I think you guys are great. You're very funny, very entertaining, and I'm glad you guys gave me the chance to have you on the show.
2: No, thanks for having us on. I really appreciate it, man.
1: Yeah, 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 I'm on the show. Well, I'm
2: on it, man. I'm I'm committing now.
0: Do it.
1: You put the pressure on. Thank you, nerd.
0: Listen, that pen better be in your hand after this show, and uh, tell people. Where they can find you, please.
2: What's in my hand? Oh, yeah, you can't see what's in my
1: hand. <laughs> <laughs> He's dirty.
0: Well, I'm sure you can write with that too. <laughs> Tribute. Home, so where can they find you guys on Twitter, Instagram, or all other stuff, or wherever you may be?
2: Okay, uh Twitter, you're gonna find us at voice of cal for myself, or at voice of Rita for Rita. And uh, we don't I, – I don't really do Instagram that much. That's, that's um, sort of beyond me. Uh, but you're going to be able to find me on our podcast. You can find us on Stitcher or iTunes. It's the, the – uh, uh, the what's our show voice called? Of- voice of Cal and Rita. Real, real creative voice. Yeah, but the Voice of Cal and Rita is the the podcast. There's like 10, 12 episodes. maybe something like that, 14 maybe. Uh, and there's going to be more. So that, that's what I'm promising today. The Voice of Cal and Rita on Stitcher, on iTunes, and wherever else you, you watch your podcasts, right?
1: Spotify.
2: Spotify. ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. So I believe they're still up but day. We'll we'll go working on the pod. I'll wait
0: one tonight, dude. I'm, I'm on it. I promise. I, listen, I get how hard it is, man. Like, my brain scrambles a lot, so I understand how it is. That's why you just get on the mic and just talk shit and things happen, man. I uh, really enjoy it, and I hope to hear more content from you guys in the future. I've been subscribed since day one. I've been well, waiting for oh, an update. God so damn it. Much. It's coming, Mr. Nerd. All right. Thank you, guys. Cal and Rita, the voices sure. of the resistance the voices of Cal and Rita. Love you guys. You guys are great. I hope you continue to uh, keep putting out content, just being interesting people. Have a good night.
3: Thank you. Love you too, man. See ya. Take
2: it too. easy. Love
1: Bye. you.